0: Steve wants the fan the off. Fan! <laughs> oh, the
1: fan! <laughs> Panago Pizza presents S-D-P-P D- 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 The Steve Dangle Podcast With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's
2: go! Okay, is everybody having a fun week? So good, so nice and it's quiet. great.
3: And chill. But Nothing's happening. Nothing has happened. It's really. Really good comment sections all over the place, <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> on Facebook. Oh yeah, Fa- there has oh, been
0: oh! nothing said on Woo! Facebook this week. So many, <laughs> a lot of
3: really well done memes.
2: Yeah, that don't look. Completely... What a of talk of the
0: prime minister. Is it is, oh. it? is it?
2: Is it weird to you, or at least for me, that I'm so thrilled that the Houston Astros story came out tonight, uh, right, like just this, today, so we can move on from something? Man. The Astros stealing signs with cameras. Man, that's great. Oh, yeah. And John
3: Boy, who I want to say I brought up.
2: Uh, I love
3: his baseball videos. He's a, I don't know, YouTuber, but he also puts the videos on Twitter or whatever you want to call him. That guy's a star now. Especially after last night. Because the story came out about the Astros stealing signs, and he went, "All right, let's take a gander. And he went back and he found the games, and sure enough, clear as day, uh, you can see the pitcher's about to throw a changeup, and you hear bang bang. (gasps) Oh! Throws a fastball, you hear nothing. Unbelievable straight up <laughs> brazen cheating. And like stealing signs is obviously a thing. Is that cheating though?
0: It is. It is okay. It's with illegal. A, it's against the rules. With a use camera, cameras, With a uh, camera. Yeah. It's one
3: thing you've got a guy standing on second base.
2: Because that, that to me, is like, that's gamesmanship if you're standing on second base. Why would you ignore what's in front of you? Yeah, it's it's true. Right? I mean, you play baseball, Jesse. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, well, stealing sign is definitely a thing. Like, if you're standing on second and you can see the number, the fingers that go down in the catcher, then you definitely try and relay it to 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 the batter. Like, it's definitely a thing. Yeah. It's just, I like it because... The Houston, as time goes on, we just realized how terrible the Houston Astros are. Right, and they were the <laughs> organization! And they were everybody everything everybody then. was striving for, and now we're just like, they're kind of pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah.
2: Crazy. Um, hey listen, um, I just want to say a quick shout out to somebody I have, I have apologies to make to Steve and to Jesse and to another co-host from another show. Jack, so essentially this, when you have a child, mm-hmm. and this will happen to you from time to time, you will get into what's called a jam. And both of you will forget that you're working. My wife went back to work at seven weeks. I I don't suggest that you have to do that. It was something she wanted to do.
1: Jeez.
2: And seven so, weeks. but she's been on like she she's lucky in that she lives in the freelance world. So when she's on, she's on for like two weeks straight, and then she can take a week off. And it's not necessarily a week off; it's a week like recovering. Right. Uh, but she, she's home with the baby more than I am, uh, because my job's like in like just a little bit more like regular every day. However, my schedule's more predictable, so I'm home at two o'clock. So if she's not home. Uh, and I'm not home. Then we know that we book somebody till two o'clock. I'm home at two. No problem. Easy. I take the baby till the rest for the rest of the afternoon and put them down at, at, at night. Whatever. However, yesterday evening at eight thirty at night, while I was ar- just about to fall asleep, I said, "Wait a second. Caprice is doing a shoot today tomorrow. It's a twelve hour shoot, mm. seven a.m. to seven p.m. And I have the podcast. It is Wednesday tomorrow. Check the phone. Yep, Wednesday. I oh, called her because Wait, sorry, it was going to be Wednesday tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I call her from the bedroom, because she's still awake, downstairs. I didn't want to make, wake the baby up, no more shouting in the house at night. Uh-huh. And I said, hey, uh, did we book anybody for tomorrow? She's like, yeah. I said, till when? Two. Ah. Oh. Shit. And so I tried to figure out every which way I was going to find coverage. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll... I'm starting to panic now. I'm like, uh, can we move the day? No, we can't really move the day. Uh, can You know what? I'll call in. I'll call in. I'll try to steer the ship, and I'll call in, and, and I'll do the whole show on the phone. It'll be hilarious Make a joke out of it. No big deal. Mm-hmm. I walk in this morning, and it's been weighing on me all night. I didn't sleep that well last night. My head is throbbing, because when I don't sleep well, I get massive headaches. And... I, I look over at my co-host and I go, does anybody have a babysitter? Does anyone know anyone that takes care of children? And Jax goes, I take care of children. She's like, is it your child? And I was like, yes. And she's like, when do you need me? And I said, this afternoon after two o'clock, please. And then she said, no problem. I'll be there. So I just want to say today's show is dedicated to Jax Woo. for saving it. Thank you, Jax. And please tweet her mm. at Jax on air to say thank you for saving the SDP. Now, let's figure out who wore the crown, shall we? Let's- but... There's
0: well, one important
2: issue we need to get oh, to. Oh, let's not figure it out. Steve and
0: I have been walking out of the tunnel for a long time now to this oh, yeah. boxing ring.
2: No, yeah. okay. <laughs> Are we? I, okay, all right.
0: No. I, I, was like, uh, I was like Floyd Mayweather. I had 50 Cent Justin Bieber walking down with me as oh. I walked to that ring. You were kind of like McGregor underdog, but everybody knows you're coming to this fight and you, yeah. you're not experienced. <laughs> wow. This guy is not even a boxer. He's going to try and take me on. Anyways. Okay.
3: Okay. <laughs> you could have gone with Logan Paul. He just lost a fight and he's a YouTuber. <laughs> KSI. <laughs> yeah. Am I right, kids? Yeah. Yeah. Is that I, his name? His real name, I think, is JJ. Oh, okay. I just. <laughs> That makes me feel old. I'm like, I don't Anyways, know that person
0: is. I anyway. threw out the option that we could totally just move the podcast to tomorrow. I know we don't like moving the podcast, but if it came to that, tomorrow is an option. Mm-hmm. And Steve says, no, I have something to do at night. And I said, what about the rest of the day, Steven?
3: <laughs> I had the LFR. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I got to spend probably four freaking hours round trip getting down here. And I got the podcast. And then I got the Easter Seals draft party that you're not coming to tomorrow night. What time does it start? (laughs) What time is this? I think 6?
0: Oh, 6 p.m. Wow.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if you know this. Well, of course you wouldn't. You never have to drive home from this podcast. Uh It's a nightmare! (laughs) And it takes forever, especially on Wednesdays!
0: I didn't know if we started a podcast at 11 a.m. Wrapped wrapped up around 1 that that one, leaving here, Queen and John, at 1pm mm. wouldn't leave you enough time to get to a dinner at 6. <laughs> Jesse! I, I just, I'm confused <laughs> as to how time works. It's it's weird. Is five weird. hours enough? Well, I guess not.
3: It's, it's just weird that the guy who knows we never start on time... <laughs> thinks that this would all go according to plan. It's so strange this how- This all go according to plan, It's right? so
0: strange how I'm the reason we never start on time.
3: <laughs> and not I the guy who has how. places to <laughs> be. I just think it's funny how. Yeah? <laughs> oh yeah. No, no, no,
0: finish the sentence. No! If you have something to come back at, that's no. cool. cool.
3: Steve shows up late, and Jesse's all mad about it, <coughs> as he sets up the cameras for another half hour. It could have been done while you were waiting for the the big burden of the show. <laughs> <laughs> could have been done while you waited on old iceberg Steve, <laughs> old boat anchor Steve. How many parts of the uh, Titanic am I? I'm the iceberg. I'm yeah, the anchor. Yeah. What <laughs> else? Do you want me to move the goalpost? No. What? What now? No. It's cool. All right, just, Jesse. I wouldn't want you to move the goalposts because goalposts aren't flexible. I just I, I just want to <laughs> see a little bend. <laughs> totally. Well, I'm the one who's got to come down here for this. Watch this walk. Watch I'm the victim. <laughs> okay? Forget your baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am the victim. What are you, you going to you,
0: you ever seen a, a guy take a real nice slap shot in slow mo? Yeah. You, right. you ever watch that? and you Satisfied. And you see that hybrid stick the just bend. The bend. Oh, that bend. Mm, the flex. Ooh, I'm going to bend for you in this argument oh, right, right now. I'm going to bend like a nice hybrid stick. Okay? Mm. Let's say we start a little late. Mm. Let's say we start at noon. Oh, man. Oh, so wow. Man. Okay. We set it for 11, but nobody shows up till noon, and then we <laughs> kick it off at noon. Podcast goes 90 minutes.
1: It's 1.30! 1.30 <laughs> to
3: 6 p.m. You can't get home? Wait, you can't go to a dinner? Was the plan to start the show at noon? We can start any time. Nah. The studio's free tomorrow. First of all, we can't always start at any time. I'm like, can we start earlier? No, we can't. Why? Because it's a, it's a radio studio. Adam shit's said, going on also? So it was what time free. do you want me to get up for the friggin' LFR? You want me to get up at five in the morning to do that thing? I don't go to bed at the same time as you, Jesse!
0: I'm telling you, Steve. What? Game ends at 9.30 p.m. Yes. I'm giving you from 9.30 p.m. to 9.30 a.m. to 1. Get eight hours of sleep. You can fit that in. Too, do an LFR. Probably fit that in.
3: At nah, 9.30 no a.m. you'll leave no forget- <laughs> they, they don't require any prep. No. no you, and everyone can do it, too. Prepping isn't everyone watching the it. game. You can all do it, right? <laughs> oh, you can all do it!
1: It's so easy! <laughs> it's so freaking easy! Sportsnet will just let any idiot work
2: for them, won't they? Well, if you believe the Facebook comments... No. Oh, wow. Let's not <laughs> throw in... Him- They took
3: all- uh, they took Doug (laughs) McLean, and Gabriel and Jerry's salary, and they gave it all to me! (laughs) You friggin' mouth-breathing idiots! What?
0: Let's not throw in the fact- Who else am I fighting with? Let's not- Let's go! Let's not throw in the fact that you weren't even supposed to do your last LFR.
3: Why wasn't I? Hat Guy was supposed to- that's right, I could've kicked my feet up as Hat Guy did the last LFR. Somebody didn't live up to the bet.
2: Mm, yeah, true. well,
3: God, somebody recognized that that would have been a shitty idea. It is Adam.
2: actually time for Who Wore the Crown, because we're running out of time to get to it, so let's get to it, shall let's we? Do Jesse, it.
3: I have one last thing to say.
2: That
0: you could have totally done it, the podcast tomorrow, and there's plenty of time in a 24-hour yes, right, day.
2: You are perhaps right, <laughs> but let's not forget...
0: I just this is all Adam's fault. This is yes, my, yes, yeah, yes, that is yes, true. Yes, it is Adam's fault. That is fault. true,
2: and the true victim here is Everly with the bad parents. I'm sorry, <laughs> Everly. Um, okay, so who were the crown? You live like she do though? Yeah, right. paperweight. paperweight. <laughs> she's a now. I mean, she's a paperweight with arms, so she occasionally carries stuff. Uh, but but and, so and I got to tell you, Very all right, different all right. reactions. So, <laughs> something you, that listen, if you haven't done gone down the kid highway yet, um, I I will just write. I it's just packed. want around month four and a half five. They start to like they already they already starting to look at you and smile which is amazing and they uh, laugh or whatever yeah uh, 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 is what they do but then they start then they start to reach out to you Somebody's going to clip that yeah, they, yeah yeah That's what babies do I'm just an adult that sounds like that as well um, but they start to do this like they start to put their hands out in front of you when you walk in front of them when you walk which means pick me up and hug me
3: caregiver love me Yes oh and my boy
2: goodness. it breaks your heart every time You think it might Aww. wear off after a while No it doesn't and I could almost cry right now thinking about it, so let's move <gasps> on. Oh, couldn't you? I oh, swear to God, oh, it is the, Couldn't you? It is... Oh, Ugh. Oh. Anyway. It's so fun
3: watching all my friends turn into dads. We were at a bachelor party... <sighs> I used to be hard as fuck! <laughs> no, never, but... <laughs> we were at a bachelor party, and we had... Now you're just a soft had, motherfucker. Yeah, it's right. Add soft. <laughs> <laughs> bachelor parties used to be all about like, oh, just party, 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 drink your face off. But now we have like, a gentleman's day, mm. which is like, we we sit down, we uh we pulled a long dinner table in front of a big TV and we had giant steaks and scotch. Oh, and we wow. watched Star Wars Rogue One. And then for any of you who have seen it, the uh My Stardust part <laughs> came on. And our friend, who it was his first weekend away from his kid, his daughter, just like in the movie, he just started crying. <laughs> Aww. It's fun watching all these like, yeah, I'll drink 24 beers. What's up? <laughs>
2: now crying at Stardust. <laughs> Adam, who wore the crown? Who did wear the crown? Well, you guys know that if you live generously, life will treat you royally. Why not pour Why yourself? Not? <laughs> Why not pour yourself <laughs> in a friend of crown? Well, because we're going to talk to talk about who wore the crown. Uh we we do this every time. We recognize a Leaf player from the last game or the last couple of games since our last show that has really given it all for the Leafs. And it's the hashtag is our Town Our Crown. If you want to get involved with this, live generously. Life treats you royally. Let us get into it. Steve from the Chicago game, who wears your crown? Uh I want to go with me
3: on account of it was 4-1 <laughs> when I turned the game on in the car. Mm. Uh, and so according to goals that I saw, uh, I believe the Leafs beat the Blackhawks 3-1. to one. Wow. So I'm gonna say uh, I wear the crown, but in absence of that, I'm gonna say Austin Matthews. Now, why do you say Austin Matthews? That was a really disappointing game, uh, but he, over the past three games, I'm gonna say, we've been asking this guy to give more of a damn, right? Mm-hmm. And it should be easier for him to give more of a damn and be a takeover type player with John Tavares back in the lineup. It lightens his load. And sure enough, he's been a monster. Mm-hmm. That is that is a scary, scary player. I haven't been focused too much on his two-way game
2: because he has the puck the whole time. Which is sort of what would take away from... That makes him a great defensive center. Mm-hmm.
3: Right right and there were a couple ones where like he was on the ice for it but I don't necessarily think it was his fault uh, takeover game most assists he's ever had in a game he had a four assist game against Chicago completely wasted uh, I'm gonna yeah. give it to Austin
2: Matthews great I was also gonna do the same okay and I want to do the I wanted to say Austin Matthews because because of one particular play and I forget whether it was goal three or four but they're in the offensive zone and it's almost right away it's a it's a faceoff. Blows through the guy, gets the puck, uh, oh, what is it? To Nylander? Yeah, to Nylander. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that that goal right there... <laughs> that was the duo all night. That was, yeah, there was. And I I think that particular goal for me... Sorry, half the night. <laughs> ...was so what we want those two to be. Oh my god, yeah. I want that that to be automatic for them, and I realize there's some time left that they need to develop, but I believe, truly, that those two can be so unbelievably dominant. And it's... You can see flashes of it. When you see stuff like that, you're like, why can't that happen all the time? And it can, and I think they'll get there, but it was nice to see them kind of feel like, all right, great. Now, there were some reasons why they didn't win that game, partially on all of them, but... E- well, yeah, we'll go through that. We'll go through it.
3: Um, <clears throat> I like In the same way that Matthews needed to step up in absence of Tavares, uh, this is the biggest stretch of William Nylander's career. And the team's record isn't great so far mm-hmm. in the Mitch Martyrs Gone era. I want to say they're o one and one, but Willie's been great. Arguably their best player or second best. Wait, yes. what? Hold on. Oh, repeat that last sentence. Willie's been their best player or, or, or second best.
2: There's a crown right there. Hold on, hold on. I thought thought what he said was, you're right, Jesse. I can get my LFR done and a podcast (laughs) in the same day. Did I hear that right, or am I... (laughs) I think think he said that as a little more under his breath. And then then he followed up with, LFRs are easy, you guys. You can do it, too. (laughs) Sometimes they make Elliot do them. And then what I said is... Elliot
3: FRs, am I right? (laughs) Then what I said is, Adam, I'm moving downtown. (laughs) uh, Into a place that you own, with exposed brick. It
2: is your dream. (laughs) When you wish upon a star. Give you a great deal on rent. Uh, (laughs) Can I? I'm
0: going to give my my crown to William Nylander. No way. Because he has been arguably the best player on the Leafs in the last ten games.
3: This is, have you, uh, who you picked last week?
0: I, if I can remember correctly, it was William Nylander. Okay. Mm. Alright, I wasn't sure. right. But I also want to give a half crown, or if I can get two crowns this episode. A tiara. (laughs) <laughs> I'd like to give with the R.
2: Sort of. To Shaylin Brady. Mm. Shaylin Brady. What's up, Shaylin? I, I love Shaylin Brady. She tweets this all the time.
0: Shaylin Brady on Twitter sent out this this video. And I think this video deserves a shout out. Okay. Because listen to Shaylin Brady. Is this
3: a TikTok? Why not? Why not? <laughs> that's a <laughs> damn. <laughs> why not? That is actually a pretty good. That's beat. a damn good Steve Dangle. Yeah, wow. Why not? WHY
0: NOT?!
2: <laughs> Hold on, did she say that's her?
0: I don't know who the person is. There's two people in the video. Are you sure that's not
2: Steve? I would think it was Steve. But there she Why saying... WHY NOT?! WHY
1: NOT?!
2: The other she person... You just gotta friggin' give her... Is the is, other person actually doing Steve? Is that a Steve impression?
0: That's an impression, yes. There's no, two people in the video. No way! I don't Tell know which again. one, Shaylin.
2: No way. That's not One more voice.
0: time. That's not Steve. Hold on, that's frozen.
3: Why not? Why not? Wow. Isn't that good? Oh. Really good. <laughs> Holy! That's really good. That's a good, good Steve. That's a good Whoa. me. Whoa! So yeah,
0: let us know who's doing the impression in the video because yeah. there's two of you there. But damn! Yeah, shout out
3: you guys. That is so awesome. One, One more. Why not? <laughs> One more. Wow. Why not? Why not? <laughs> like the 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 pace, mm-hmm. the cadence, and interrupting at the perfect time. <laughs>
2: That's key. That's really good. Beautifully timed. Well done. Well done. I give them the crown. Yes. This week. That's amazing. That's You know what? That's who wore the crown for this week. Brought to you by Crown Royal as always. Next time the puck drops, why not? Why not? Live generously and treat your Leafs crew to a Crown Royal (laughs) old-fashioned. Now, let me ask you this. Was the Leafs' loss in Chicago painful because they stunk or painful because they came back?
3: Uh, yes. (laughs) I mean, that's the Leafs in a nutshell, right? Like, they, this is, okay, here's their last three games against Chicago. Ready? Their, uh, third game of the season last year, that 7-6 carnival with the matching ear goals Mm -hmm. and Morgan Riley wins it in overtime. That was also Garrett Sparks, um, first game of the season last year. What a carnival of the season that was, that was fun. 7-6. Last year, Leafs are down 5-0 5-0 to the Blackhawks. I want to say heading into the third. And the Leafs, knocking right on the door, like uh, they scored four goals, and I want to say they almost tied it. There was a controversy in the final minute where the Blackhawks knocked the net off. That's how close they came. Then, there's this one. They go down 3 nothing. Willie scores. That's why I got the crown. Uh, then it's 4-1. Leafs storm back. Uh, Brandon Sod scores that goal. They still almost storm back. Willie scored a-
0: again in there. Don't forget mm-hmm, that. Yeah,
3: that's true. They end up losing uh, the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe start on time against the Blackhawks and you'll kill them. Maybe, maybe don't do- go down two nothing like you did in the uh, seven six game. Mm-hmm. Don't go down five nothing like you did last year on home ice. You disgraces and uh, three nothing like uh, this one. Mm-hmm. It's. It's torture because you just see what this team can be and I know they need to tighten up defensively and they need to do this better and they gotta do that better and Babcock likes to put them through the ringer. Let them score goals! The only They are what they are.
0: The only deniers bigger than climate change deniers on the internet are the Leafs actually do start on time deniers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, <laughs> what do you guys wait, say wait, to do that? Wait, do they deny it? Yeah, okay. Do they deny it, or you mean they they're they're, the they're saying, it? They're
0: saying, oh, the Leafs do actually start on oh, time. Okay. So, so the earth is flat. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just, there's so much evidence against it. Even though the fancy no, stats but Jesse, make it say that they do.
3: No, but it's it's not about like shot attempts or or even scoring chances. It's the qua- it's the just tie Hutchinson to the goalposts, just tie Freddy to the goalposts, yeah. just not showing up, and like it's it's startling how it's almost always the first minute, and there are so many games where I want to say it was the Philly game either this Saturday or last. The Leafs had a good first 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but in the first 30 seconds, Philly pings it right off the crossbar, and that's almost right in the back of your net. Uncontested shot, great quality, like, they don't, they're asleep at the start of the game and it doesn't matter who they start. Like, I remember I was getting cranky because it I felt like Babcock always had this tendency to start at the Kerfoot line, and I'm like, well, what are you doing? Start with, you have two first lines and you're not using either of them to start the game, what are you doing? Uh, but it doesn't matter who they put out there, like, it's been the Matthews line. It's been the Kerfoot line. It's been the Tavares line. Uh, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Now this
2: one might be that it was Hutch. And are we getting into well, that? Well, yeah, we are gonna get <laughs> yeah. into that. And I think, I, I think, you know what, I think the people that have made the argument that the Leafs do start on time have a point, and, and I think they would tell you this, in, in the fact that the goaltending has not been good enough. It just flat out has not. And sure. you know, I know that sure. we, we've seen the stats in October, and Jesse, you brought this up a couple times, where, you know, hey, listen, if you got rid of the 7-3 game against Tampa, Freddie Anderson's save percentage would be in the 9-20s and everything's fine, except that not. Except that they continue to lose back-to-backs, and Freddie has not been great, I don't believe, I, If you look early at it on. in
3: like, if you look at it in like, maybe three-game chunks or something, mm-hmm. I think you can see you can see the improvement in Freddie without moving the goalpost too much.
2: Sure, Fred Vember has been phenomenal. Fred Vember has been a barrel of monkeys. Been amazing. So I don't want to discount what they're saying because, like you know, we make fun and we when we joke and that sort of thing. Yeah. But I also don't want people to think that we're like going in on on them for that. There's no. other there's other people I would rather really go in on for reasons that are actually <laughs> that actually <laughs> exists. Uh, where you know they make a good point, and it's important to know that maybe their rate of play is good, but then after that first goal went in. Boy, it's it's like the air is sucked right out of the tires. Now, Michael Hutchinson was waived after this game. And this is not the first time. Like he's It's, sent it. to the it's like five goal, four goal, four goal, five goal. He did clear waivers. He's going to the Marlies. It looks like Casimir Kaski uh or Kaski Suo. <laughs> so yeah, let me clear that right up. <laughs> Leaf's PR is saying
3: caski-suo. But we had a Finnish listener send an audio file to this show that said Casimir, Kaski I'm gonna go with Kaski until. People
2: beat me up. Is he in shape? Kasky swole. Kasky swole. Oh Adam. No. Oh Adam. no. Anyway. Oh Adam. Um, it Ooh. looks like everything goes to plan. Looks like he's playing in Pittsburgh on Saturday now.
3: Yeah. Have fun mm-hmm. with
2: that. No. No
0: Crosby. Well, no, no Crosby. Crosby yeah. sports you yeah. and they're also on a back-to-back. They play on Friday. Oh,
3: good. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good at yeah. very least. But so here's the problem for Kasky Swo. He's not facing Crosby, but he is facing Super Malkin. Malkin is always good, and then whenever Crosby's hurt, he turns into Super Saiyan Malkin, mm-hmm. and
2: he's also a Leafs murderer. Just gonna say, he is a, he's like Ovechkin, just a, a guy that loves the Leafs. Loves Just well. loves playing the For Leafs. For many
3: years, that was everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah, true.
3: Eric true. Stahl, but if and you I'm like, up- well, his whole career they've sucked, so yeah.
2: If you look at Ovechkin's numbers against the Leafs, though, oh. it's sort of stupid. Like, I think mm-hmm. like a ninth of his goals have happened against the Leafs. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's a stupid number. It really is. Like, I would love to know actually how many goals Ovechkin has, and I would love to calculate the percentage of goals that Ovechkin has scored in his career against the Leafs, because I think he scored the most goals against any team that's against the Leafs. I believe that's the case. Yeah, Gretzky... Uh, I can never, pull it up here. Okay, pull it up.
3: Never got to, um, Never never had to play... Uh, who was that guy the Leafs got from the Red Wings years ago? I forget his name. Lebda, Brett, Brett Lebda. I forgot his name. That was a, that man. Was I a... remember every leave. That's how un,
2: that's how forgettable he was. Trend, trending topic on Twitter years ago. Do you want the numbers? Still yeah. What are the numbers? What time? is he? Who's he scored against?
0: Alexander Ovechkin splits first opponents. Uh, number one on the list is the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's Makes played sense. sixty-nine games against them. So most nice. at uh, any team. No, Carolina Hurricanes would be the most. Who come in second? Oh. Mm, Hold on, gathering the numbers. They're not in order. Oh, of course. They're so, not. one, Tampa, 69 games played, 47 goals. Two, Toronto, 50 games played versus them, 41 goals. That's
2: insane. Ooh, 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 Hold yeah. on, how many goals did he have in No, career?
0: Toronto's three. How Winnipeg many? is two, 65 games, 47 goals.
3: That's Winnipeg slash Atlanta.
0: Yes. Right? And those were
3: some bad
0: teams. Toronto's three, 50 goals, uh, 50 games played, 41 goals. Then comes Carolina, 78 games and only 40 goals. So there you go. Those are the top four.
2: So he has 671 you, goals in his career. You want to yeah. have your mind blown right Sorry now? Sorry for the con- That's convoluted okay. numbers there. Want to have your
3: mind blown? Yeah. Ovechkin has 41 goals in 50 games against the Leafs. <laughs> How many goals do you think that is on an 82-game pace? What is, is it? It's like 67. <laughs>
0: that's fun. Oh, my God. I th- I'm just looking over the numbers, I think that's the highest percentage versus any team. M- versus, like, Minnesota, he has 15 goals in 16 games, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but my of many, God. But of oh any team he's God. played, like, over 40 times, the Leafs look, appear to be the highest. How do you calculate percentage again? It's it's
3: uh, For what? So if I were small to take... Small
2: number... No, big number divided by small number. Big number divided by small number. Okay, so, not 671 divided good. by 41. 16% of his career goals have happened against the Leafs. One in every 16 goals. No, small number divided no. by big no. No. Oh, Small, small number, number to divided by big number. How many the goals? Sorry, how many not, goals did he score? We're oh,
0: going to do it. this, and you're only going to listen to it! This is such a struggle segment. 41 <laughs> divided <laughs> by how many goals? 6%. 80? All the same. That's still a lot. Eighty-two percent
2: of games he scored against the Leafs. Ah, anyway, the, the the I don't know where we were going here, but yeah, I think I, <laughs> I think the point here is that the Michael Hutchinson thing wasn't working, and you could tell. You could talk to me about the Leafs not playing and hang him out to dry and whatever. You could even now don't talk to me about Garrett Sparks. I don't know why people, people keep bringing him up. Chicago um, Wolves uh, shout out streak your sure, record holder. That's right, and that's great. Um, I don't think I think there was more than Garrett Sparks' play to deal with last year. I think there was a personality conflict in the room. That's what yeah. I honestly think. I have no proof. But And we the, know
3: he's good in the AHL. Yeah.
2: Who's yeah, who's, who's like oh my god. But Kaskimir Kasimir Casimir has a chance now. He's got a 9.28, I believe, in the AHL. Mm-hmm. Some yes. really great stats you were tweeting, actually, the other day. And I'm looking him up right now. <laughs> he led
0: all uh, goalies in the playoffs last year. Yeah, because he had a bad, what, was it, bad first month or something. He, he and had then a bad, bad regular th- season. I think it was 39th and 38th in goals against and save percentage amongst really, all eligible goalies.
3: Really bad first three months mm-hmm. um, was his problem. Uh, I haven't read the Scott Wheeler article that I retweeted <laughs> in full, um, so where is it? Here it is. Here it is. Because I was doing some research and during my research I'm like, Oh, Scott looks like he's already covered this, except he did it a month ago. So, here's what I tweeted. Kasimir Kaskisqo has a 928 save percentage in 8 AHL games this season. In his first 14 games last season, he had an 866 save percentage. Is that good? In the AHL. It is abominable. Mm. Uh, but! He had a 9-19 in the 16 games that followed, followed by a 9-27 in 13 playoff games. He's earned a look, I'd say. Kaskiswo was injured last October, and once he was healthy, he was yo-yoed like 40 times. Remember that? Kaskiswo has been called up, Kaskiswo has been sent down. All the while, uh, he was waiting to become, and finally became, a father. The Leafs traded for Hutch in late December. That was when both Freddie and Sparks were hurt, but... Mm-hmm. After they came back, uh, Kaski was sent down and actually played. That's when the turnaround began. Right. And Scott Wheeler has an article on him from The Athletic where he goes a little more in depth than that. But by the numbers, he was a 919 in the final 16 games of the regular season last year. He was a 927 in the playoffs. And his stats uh, th- so far this regular season compared to um, the playoffs are virtually identical. Hmm. So that's encouraging. Here's the rub, he hasn't played an NHL game yet. Garrett Sparks is hands-down, undisputed, the best goaltender in the American Hockey League. There's no disputing it. His last three seasons he's been virtually unbeatable. And this season he's been almost literally unbeatable. 9.53 save percentage, get out of my face. But, he faces NHL shooters and they friggin' torch him. He got called up for a little stint with Vegas, he faced 12 shots, he allowed two of them.
2: There'll be so many people that disagree with you on that, just because they'll be like, well, at least defense. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, sure. but defense. Well, but back-to-backs. That's not an argument.
3: It's so... Mm-hmm. I Stop mean, it. <laughs> he's, he does strike me as the sort of guy who... Like, if Garrett Sparks one day does work out, and he becomes, like, a consistent NHL goaltender, I won't be shocked. Because he appears too good for the AHL. He's like the T.J. Brennan of goalies. <laughs> Is he just a 4A guy, though? As to maybe. baseball term? Or two, two yeah, a. maybe. Yeah.
2: You know? I, wonder, I wonder with him, too. No, you he know, didn't mean goalies, he meant baseball. Oh, I know, no, I but you know, I know. <laughs> but the, yeah, I was just trying to, I was trying to take it and apply it to the edge. It didn't work. Uh. <laughs> it Listen, I don't know if you guys are new here, but that happens a lot. Um, I uh, I I think that, um, I think with Garrett Sparks, the, the issue that I always had was... He's a down-and-out guy, so he'll make this spectacular down-and-out save. Right. The problem is at the NHL, you have to be so spectacular to make a spectacular down-and-out save. It's just that much more. And that's not to go against what the AHL guys are. They're extremely talented. However, you don't have a lot of guys in the AHL scoring 120 points. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you guys uh, at the next level scoring that kind of... like it's that There is a quite uh-huh. the chasm. There's a jump.
3: Um. Yeah. Like for the longest time, the Marlies record for points in a season, I want to say, it was like seventy something. Yep.
2: Yeah. It's rare that you see that true dominance. The Leafs. Um. Elliot Friedman he said they're, they're they're not that they're not that worried about the position right now, uh. But they apparently passed on Louis Twice, mm-hmm. as twice. He said. Uh, yeah, twice as waivers and a trade tar- target. And then they said Eric Comrie might be an obvious play for them, uh, because he's got the same cap hit as Hutchinson. The other the other ones who made sense were Tristan Jari, Casey DeSmith, and interestingly enough, Alex Stalock who was here, who the Leafs basically got in a trade, and then and then almost like it was one of it's a story that we don't talk about enough, but he came here yeah. and they, they didn't treat him well. Yeah. Um, no,
3: I don't think it was that. Um, I think cause th- that's when I was covering the Marlies. It was Man, the Leafs were just garbage. Garbage and getting rid of everybody. And they were gearing up for a long playoff run. The Marlies. Uh, the Marlies, yes. And they had they had Chris Gibson, who, again, there's another guy they gave up on. He's got great AHL numbers, keeps getting called up to the NHL, keeps getting chances, keeps getting shelled. Um, it was Chris Gibson and Garrett Sparks. And Garrett Sparks wasn't playing as the starter because he had just played games with that miserable 15-16 team uh, but was hurt. Remember, mm-hmm. it was him and Bernier at right. the end of the season. It was right, horrible. Because uh-huh. Reimer was traded to the Sharks. Right. So, and then they got... There was another goalie who ended up joining them. I think it was Kaskiswo. Actually, he joined the team and they made this trade for Alex... It wasn't for Alex Daylock. He, I want to say, was part of... Was it not either, the... Was either it not the Reimer trade or the Polak trade because they yeah. made those two trades And like,
2: didn't Rafi Sharks. Torres come that way too? And yeah,
3: like- Rafi Torres, noted leaf. Retired as a Leaf.
2: Never played a game.
3: Never played a game. Hey, you got your Toronto-born player, everybody. Um, Stalock. they basically, I want to say he had like a young family and they were like, you know, we got you because you were were a body in this trade, basically. Um, You're not going to be playing for us. Go home and be with your family. Mm. So I think to treat him poorly would be to have kept him.
2: Okay, because there was an article in the Athletic a couple years ago about how he wasn't thrilled with his time here. But maybe I need to. Well, they never
3: gave him a shot.
2: Yeah, so maybe he wanted that. Yeah, Yeah. which I think any NHL—that's understandable. Absolutely, I have a
0: question that's a little unfair. Go for it. But I think it'd be fun.
2: I don't think it'll be the last one today.
0: (laughs) 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 Is the not signing of Curtis McElhaney the worst 2020 hindsight move that Dubas has made? If you're ranking all of the worst decisions he's made with Perfect Hindsight, you're ranking them. Is that the worst one so far?
2: It's a pretty bad one. Um... But you could never have known.
0: Exactly, that's why I'm saying it's unfair.
3: Yeah, the, (laughs) again, like, I'll still... Someone, you know what's funny? I was arguing with someone in person, uh, recently. And I went to my usual argument of, listen, I stand by the logic of that deal. You're getting rid of the 35-year-old who just played the best hockey of his life Mm -hmm. uh, and you're banking on him not repeating that. Uh, Also, it's at the risk of losing two good promising-looking young goaltenders in Calvin Pickard and Garrett Sparks. Well, they ended up losing Pickard and obviously they lost McElhaney to waivers. Sparks completely didn't work out but I agree with the logic and what the person argued back at me was what are you talking about? Sparks was 26! (laughs) <laughs> or he was like 25, or something like right. that. And I know goalies tend to take longer, but... I don't know, that was his opportunity. And also the back-to-backs, that's the gig! And McElhinney stood on his brain!
2: Well, Stood on his brain for this team! I, I don't know anything, I don't profess to know anything about how Curtis McElhinney's done this year. But what I will say is that, you know, we gave Mike Babcock, and have given Mike Babcock a hard time for a lot of things. But one thing he was absolutely correct on... He wanted Mac. Not just that; it's not what that he wanted Mac. It's why, hmm. and why he wanted Mac was not just because he. I don't think he was even expecting Mac to be the same goalie that he was this previous season. He wanted Mac because Mac had played at the NHL level and he'd won and he could do it. And he was a backup. And it's exactly, and it's such a, it's such a weird thing to say because you look at you go, well, how could look at all the numbers that Sparks did? How could he not have that? We just didn't. And and I don't know what the reasons for that would be, but I can tell you that there is a huge jump. You talk to any goaltender that's formally played in both leagues, and they will tell you the first time, I, I heard a, there was a goalie once, I was at a party, I'm not going to name him, and he played for Nashville, and he played like two games. It was not, a, it was not like a long stint, but he came out of the HL thinking, okay, I think I got a pretty good shot here. And uh, he, I was first. It was like Colorado or something like that, or Philadelphia, one of the two. Peter Forsberg oh. walked down the wing and fired a shot right over his shoulder, <laughs> and he's like, "I didn't even move. I didn't. Oh. I didn't even react. It was so fast." And he said, "The difference is huge." And I think Mike Babcock, because we give him so much shit, deserves credit for saying, "You know what?" Winning at this level is just different, because the shots are different, because the players are different, because the play is faster, because of all these things. And on that, reg- in that, in that regard, and I'm a, I'm a Mike Babcock fan, despite what I say on this show. Um, I'm, I'm generally a fan of what he does. I think he was absolutely right, but again, Kyle Dubas, like you said, the logic's there. The
3: logic's there. Um, and to, to your point to your story there because Ben Scrivens is another guy who is like holy shit They rip it at yes. this level mm-hmm. um, One thing I want out of the NHL's data a lot of people were ripping Glenn Healy's Because um, I think he had the radar gun that measured I think it measured how fast a player was going But also he did shot speed sometimes. Oh, that's cool. I'd that's be fun. fascinated to know the average speed of a shot in the NHL Versus
2: AHL. Versus
3: AHL like I don't want to I bet just that data comp- exists I don't know. Maybe. like I, I want to see NHL players compared to other NHL players, but I want to see the
2: difference in level. I'd also like to know about the torque on one of those shots. You it know what pro- I mean? Maybe better sticks as yeah, well. Yeah. Like, Potentially, I for don't know. sure. Potentially. I, um, I don't know why. He, there was many things about Glenn Healy as an analyst that I was like, oh, don't like that. Uh, I met Glenn. I like Glenn. He's a great guy. I just disagreed with a lot of the stuff he said. But I thought that was one of the cooler things he did. And I thought at least behind the bench the guy had something to say. Yeah, there's a lot of guys who do who call games now. Like only with Glenn, gone where I'm like, well, at least he had a bloody opinion. He wasn't. Yeah, he was friendly off the ice. He wasn't friendly behind the mic. But he at least which not was his yes strength. Guy. Yes,
3: yes. Yeah, I'm no. That's not an insult at all. That that was his strength, and I think people were criticizing leaning on the radar gun which fine but like I'm fascinated to know the info. Yeah I think yeah. that's cool it's still fun stats. Yeah, yeah guys yeah. can rip it um, another thing so Babcock was right but part of me wonders if it was another example of Mike and his I'm right parade with uh, just refusing to let decisions that he disagrees with work. Garrett Sparks played two games last October he had no shot to get into any kind of rhythm. Now, I know that's the gig, but you gotta, you, could, you couldn't find one other game, Mike, one other game, two, get him into something. I know you're playing to win every night. This will help you win.
2: This will help you win. In February, March, But April, based on the way Guard Sparks played, Mike's argument would be, no, it wouldn't. Yeah. You at least discover sooner. Sure. Like, his hand yeah, if was you're gonna sort of forced. going to make a mistake, make it quickly. Hotch has already played in five games
3: because his hand was forced. Yep. They've had five back-to-backs. Yep. Right? And they're about to have their sixth. So his hand was sort of forced. Uh, he got a lot more of a chance uh, than, I guess, Sparks did, I mm-hmm. suppose. So maybe that's what he was talking about. It's also interesting in terms of development. Because, like, in the AHL, I don't think you can let a goalie start all the games. Mm-hmm. Um, because you are... I don't think it's like a forward, sort of, where they go, you know, you want a team full of first-liners, right? You want everyone to be a star player. No, I think there is such a thing as a starting goalie and a tandem goalie and a backup goalie. And McElhaney was a great backup goalie. And I don't think it's a role Sparks is suited for. Mm -hmm. I think he can maybe tandem, because that's what he did with Pickard, and they were both really good. Um, but that backup life, especially that role with the Leafs, tough. It's just what we're not talking enough about. How they did make a point of saying we're going to get Freddie more rest this year, and they've done nothing to address it. Nothing. Hutch was never going to get a weekday start on rest. What are you talking about? So, if Kaski Swo gives them better goaltending the second half of back-to-backs and maybe they pick up a few wins. Wonderful. It solves nothing.
2: Well, it does solve the problem of not winning the back-to-backs. <laughs> sure, okay, it solves... 50 solve of the problem. It doesn't solve enough. Yeah.
3: It doesn't solve enough. Fair. It
2: doesn't solve, solve enough. Something. I'm not trying to split hairs, but I, I
3: guess. Guess. <laughs> well, like it. like, solves And to, I guess, maybe Babcock's point, McElhaney, uh plays last year. Did the Leafs get home ice advantage against Boston? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Mm. I don't know.
2: Oh, they could have lost it at home. Could have, lost. which would have been great. Um, hey, uh, so tonight versus uh, the Islanders, obviously Tavares' next next return. Oh, but at least Freddie Anderson starting this time. Uh, no Mitch Marner, and it's funny that uh, the
3: Tavares Leafs have not have not lost to the Islanders with Freddie Anderson in and that.
2: Well, just saying. Um, I'm sure somebody sold some tickets to that game tonight. Oh. Yeah. Um, Mitch Marner is out Elliot Friedman interestingly in his column said I think Nick Batan really deserves an opportunity I didn't realize this because I guess I really noticed Nick Nick Batan when he is playing mm-hmm. he's only played five games this year yep I didn't realize it was that little I think they gotta give him a shot shot like an
3: actual shot i I haven't seen what their lines are do you have their lines like I from, can pull it up have they penny, it, penny would have probably they posted have them it.
2: yet
0: Let's check. any tweets.
3: Uh,
0: it doesn't look like he has lines. Christian Shelton? Going down the. Luke Fox? No. Let's check. Anyway, my
3: idea was keep Janssen, Matthews, and Nealander together, have the second line, and while Hyman's playing. Yeah, it's difficult. Okay, I, without Hyman in the lineup, mm-hmm. I had Patan with Tavares. Put Patan on the left of Tavares and Moore on the right. It's a difficult line to deal with. It's completely different, but it's difficult to deal with. With Hyman in the lineup, ugh, I'm struggling to find a spot for Patan. and I don't. Is want Hyman to- back tonight? Yes, he is, and I don't want to shove him on the fourth line because I don't think he succeeds in that role. No. So here's Christian Chilton. Uh, Defense—they've done nothing. Who's surprised? Um. Oh. Okay. Janssen, Matthews, Nylander. Hyman, Tavares, Kapanen. I don't blame them, but I disagree. Mikheyev, Kerfoot, Moore. That's fun. Patan, Shore, uh, Shore, sorry, Gautier. What did Spezza do to Mike, man? Shore has not been that good. Like, and you need, especially on the power play, mm-hmm. Hyman doesn't provide anything there. He doesn't play on the power play. You need a little bit of playmaking. You need a little bit of hands. Oh, stop. Give him, if Spezza doesn't play the next home game, just forget it with him.
2: He's been, I, I haven't hated He's him. He's been fine. Yeah. A couple dumb penalties. He can't but. have a night A couple dumb, of
3: sta- Shores taking penalties. And then mm. he went out there and killed them and didn't do a great job of killing them. You right? don't
0: like that they're yo-yoing them?
3: They're not. They're not um,
0: oh, switching they are. back and forth. Spezza
3: played last game. Yeah, because Marner was out. Now Hyman's back and he's out again. Yeah, and then he'll be back. Spector was in out of necessity. They were both in last game.
0: Yeah, and then he'll play Friday or Saturday. I'll believe it when I see it.
3: He'll play Friday or Saturday. There's a back to back. He plays neither. No, okay, now I'm just being ridiculous. (laughs) Timishoff is out of the lineup. Do you want to bet another hat guy LFR that you're not gonna do? God no. Well, I don't honor it, so yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, Timoshev's not even in the lineup tonight, so, and there's a guy who, like, I don't think deserves to come out of the lineup. And for as much as Babcock appears to love him, he doesn't friggin' play him. Timoshov's always playing, like, eight minutes. I don't know. I'm I'm waiting for Dubas to do some galaxy brain stuff, because I'm getting pretty fed up. And we keep hearing, out
0: of, like, different injury reports, you'll hear, like, a little, like, one line here or there that they want to give the lineup a chance. Like, okay. whenever there's like trade rumors, people are like, oh, it's time to trade somebody, or this guy's coming back, Is always like, oh, but Dubis wants to see them go at full force, but cool. how well, long can you wait on that before you gotta make a move? Uh,
3: till Christmas, apparently, because yeah. that's when they're gonna be healthy, so, optimistically, because mm-hmm. Marner, they said, is out a minimum of four weeks.
0: Yeah, because he's on IR, so he's gonna spend the whole time there.
3: I've seen some doctors say four to six. Now, the only benefit- We'll see him in January. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's no point <laughs> rushing him back bring them back for the uh the kids game December
2: 23rd. At 2. I love the kids game. It's really cool. It's Man, a great idea. I can tell you they're already working on the uh the intro for that. And oh, they, yeah? last year was all Fortnite themed. Mm-hmm. So they made the Leafs all Fortnite and they they like like the the ice for it is so cool because obviously they got that ice projector. Yeah, and yeah, so like yeah. we we ran through and I was actually reporting for Leafs Nation Network at that point. And we actually got to see it like run a few times and they bring the kids out and it's just oh go to that game if you can. Go to that game, and they actually, they do something that we suggested years ago on this podcast. Now, okay. not because we suggested it, but I think because it's a, a pretty easy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were listening, and they're like, you know, those guys with 2,000 listens a show, they're the ones that we <laughs> want to listen to. Um, no, what they, um, uh, what they, what we said at the time was, there should be a fans game, fans game, and I, I'm glad they turned it into the kids game.
3: Not where, the shitty, uh... Fans' first game, the free preseason game that no one no, cared about. That was, no, not that. Yeah.
2: What, what I suggested, and I think we talked about, was that every year, instead of getting 41, se- 41 tickets as a season ticket holder, you get 40. And one game goes to people so anyone can buy a ticket. Right. And Is that what this game is? Well, no. it's that, but it's different, because I believe that a lot of the tickets... Who are, which are held by season ticket holders. They reach out to you and say, "Listen, will you give them up for this game?" Uh, so we can, and a lot of the season ticket holders will. That's awesome. So it, that's cool. It's a cool
3: kickoff to the holidays too, because a lot of people. It's a two. You just can't go. So it's the season of giving. Like, hey, you want
2: an early Christmas present? Yeah. Here you go. And last year it was that's just awesome. after. It was like on the twenty eighth or something. Oh, was it? Yeah, and it's and they had just come Carolina. back from Carolina. Yeah, they had. They had <laughs> so, just. This is the third straight
3: year. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't. I, yeah. I guess Carolina's like sure. We'll, we'll play. We'll whatever. do it. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it was weird. I saw that weird game where they shelled uh, Scott Darling. Um, yeah. A few years ago, it was no. It's a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, they'll get a little bit of cap relief, but they'll also not have Mitch Marner in the lineup, which I think is a terrible <laughs> trade. Well, not worth it. That
2: no. LTIR.
3: So, yeah. uh, well, do you want enough enough uh, cap room that you can afford Tristan Jari? I guess. <laughs> like, and is that Michael gonna move Hutchison. the needle?
2: Oh, yeah, oh, but it does give Dubas some room if he does want to make, but it
0: room is like 700
2: gram
3: hey, hey, room is like being able to have spares on his roster Oh
2: right? Yeah, so which, you're like yeah. Well, when Mitch Marter comes back does Jason Spezza then have to go? I don't think that's the case Maybe, anymore. Yeah, like I don't think they'd have to waive him anymore Which is a big that's deal That's possible. It is a sure. big deal yeah. because it was yeah. gonna really honestly We knew injuries were coming at some point, mm-hmm. but it really would have sucked to see him waived like, e- like, even if he got waved and went back to Ottawa, which would have been a fitting thing, like if Ottawa had claimed him, that would have been amazing, whatever. The guy's from here. His family's here. He has a house here. He's in a neighborhood here. He's involved. He doesn't he out- suck. He doesn't suck. He's <laughs> actually quite a good addition to the team. Like, I don't... And, and, and you know what? One of the most telling things, I think, for me was... Because the Leafs went through a really shitty October, and let's be honest, it wasn't great. And you could tell it wasn't great. Luke Fox even said, in this reporter's opinion, at the end of one of his articles, the Leafs are better with Spets in the locker room. Oh. Hmm. Now, that might just be, again, you probably show me all the stats in the world that tell me he's not really an effective player anymore, whatever. I still think some of that matters. I still 100%. think attitude and atmosphere matters. matter, and yeah, yeah. and it, having a guy that's been to the Stanley Cup Finals before, who has been through it again and again and again, and who really could use a Stanley Cup on his resume, like man, that would would that be a nice cap on the career? Um, <laughs> boy, it would be just so nice to have it's him the there. same thing. Do with, it for Spets.
0: with uh, Patrick Marlowe, like Patrick Marlowe's presence in the locker room meant something. Yes. And if he wasn't four point two five million dollars a year, you keep him six for that reason. Oh, million sorry, dollars. six point
2: two five <laughs> million <laughs> I, 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 doesn't know how to treat veterans. He well, it's doesn't. funny because he's a he's apparently a veteran guy. Like no. when he does well, like no. with uh, Zetterberg and Datsuk and like Abdul Cater, uh, he was. He, I think no. he picks his his veterans.
3: I th- yeah, <laughs> no. it's there's no rhyme or reason to it really. But like not playing Medano in his fifteen hundredth game. Get a clue. Um, I can't remember exactly how Alfredson was treated. Mike Commodore, we obviously know that story. Um, Jason York, I know for a fact, was a guy who was <laughs> buried basically by Babcock and then he got traded and went on to play another two and some odd seasons uh, in the NHL after signing a new deal. Um, it's weird, this guy, man. He, he decides he doesn't like you mm-hmm. and then when he does decide he likes you, it's out of nowhere and extremely weird. How is Justin Hall on this team this season? He was not a hockey player last year. He was a hockey practice. Non-factor. he was a hockey practicer. And whenever he had to go on the lineup,
2: remember that frigging Justin Hall Igor Oshaganov pairing. That wasn't even fair. It was like one of them nomination. playing their off, off thing, and like it's just not. Wow, fair. Justin
3: Hall looks terrible. Yeah, he didn't play. He didn't. But Josh Levo just one day. Oh, you know, I like him. And then they and is like, cool. Well, I have to trade him now, Dick. <laughs> he had to. He had to. Uh, it, it was get him, it was get Carconi for him, or get nothing. So he chose Carconi, and then the Sens went, we'll take Carconi. and Duba said, yeah, well that's about right. It's like giving away Josh Levo in, in the deal where they lost Connor Brown. As well. You know? A, a much cheaper guy, would have fit great on this year's team, probably. Provided a lot of things. Babcock loves. You know? Don't wait till it's too late there, Mike. It's so, so strange. Such a strange coach.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Well, it is nice to see him in the lineup regularly. Now we're going to move on to something quick here, or, or if not quick, we're actually we got lots to talk about. But I want to do. I want to talk about the LA Kings, who to me are quickly mm. becoming one of the most interesting franchises in the NHL. For a mm-hmm. while there, they were great, and then they were not, and we were wondering what the hell they were doing. We know their AHL team is doing well. We know that they've got some great things in the pipeline. And I mean, now you you better have a good AHL team if your NHL team yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and now we're finally starting to see what exactly Rob Blake is doing, because yeah. for a while I was like, "What are you doing? Yeah. You're signing Kovalchuk. What are you doing?" The you're, museum
3: you're, of the LA Kings. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like, what are we? Why why are we doing this? And a lot of this is stuff he inherited. To be fair. Yep. But I I would argue that they could have been better faster if they'd made the moves they needed to make. If they hadn't yeah. signed Kovalchuk, if they would traded Tyler Toffoli last year instead of like there was there was moves they could have made sooner much sooner. Totally. that would have propelled this faster. However, they believed, I mean, 18 months ago when they signed Kovalchuk, they believed they were a playoff team. Only,
3: oh my god. Okay.
2: You know, it's funny cuz we rag on certain teams for he, their cap situation. By the situation. way, Kovalchuk was the second bell of the ball on the Tavares here. So it was Tavares, That's Kovalchuk, right. and L.A. That. stopped San Jose from getting Kobelchuk, who was And Boston. And Boston, which Boston is a shame. Boston wanted him bad. I bet he would be great right in Boston, though.
3: Damn it! <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, 40 goal scorer earlier, yeah. Kovalchuk. Um, I don't remember what I was going to well, say. Well, so, so here's what's happened today. Oh, sorry. We've dumped <laughs> on a lot of teams for, like, cap management and trades they should have made. The Kings have largely escaped that score on
2: this show because, um... I don't know how, what I would do. I don't. Well, yeah. It's they've got Dustin Brown still has forty years left on his deal. Like I don't know where you're supposed to go. And Jeff Carter, whose deal isn't His bad. not
3: even enormous, but he's not that good anymore.
2: Right. And he's but not. If the you had traded him going. eighteen months ago, I think you would have been able to get more for him than, or retained less, or Probably. whatever it is. You'd have found a taker. But you would have found a taker. And,
3: and you got to convince them. Here, take five or seven years or whatever it is left on from field.
0: like a sports franchise business perspective. I always understand the Stanley Cup team or the team that's good for a long time holding on to those old players, just for in terms of like season tickets and fan base, and you want to sell jerseys with those guys because the fans like them. Yeah, we sure. sold forty
2: thousand of these jerseys. <laughs>
0: we must keep this player. But from just a sports management type, and it was just like, hey, we want to win. You always got to cut ties with these guys. Early,
2: yeah, and, and they that was, didn't, didn't do that at all. Ago. That was Dean yeah. Lombardi's was biggest problem, though. His, his, he was too loyal, mm-hmm. like the Mike Richards situation. Did Dean Lombardi, it, it just did. Um, and well, I but don't want to get into that right now. Yeah, Kings, yeah. Kings won the cup a few months after you joined the show, right? Yeah, <laughs>
3: it was <laughs> but, a long time ago, <laughs> but the,
2: yeah, but it was a long time ago. That was a long time ago, and now it seems like now they're back to okay, we're setting the standard higher, we may not win more but we are setting the standard higher. Ilya Kovalchuk has been benched officially today for the foreseeable future. So what they said, and again, there's an update on this, but I'm just saying what initially was said, is that Ilya Kovalchuk will sit. And the thinking was, well, he's got a bonus to be paid to him. I think it was December fifteenth. Yes, because his salary
3: is only seven hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Um, salary, it's a signing bonus.
2: John Shannon, formerly of Sportsnet, wrote this today. Sure, appears inevitable that Kovalchuk's time in LA is done. At present, he is still a member of the Kings, but that could change. Pure cash he's owed six million this year and four point two five million next year. Any buyout, if if it occurs, will be at a hundred percent. Oh, because it's an over thirty five deal.
0: What was the uh, the thing Elliot wrote in uh, Thirty One Thoughts? He's like, even if he goes to the moon, he still gets his six point five million dollars because he's
2: thirty five plus. Yeah, some fun like that. Uh, what a, what a I s- think silly silly deal. Yeah. Oh, it was a silly deal, and at the time it was like I was like, well, why don't you just take a chance? Six point two five million dollars is not taking a chance. That's making a <laughs> bet for three yeah. years. He yeah. got Marlowe's deal. Yes, yes, taking a chance is Jason Spetz at seven seventy five. That's taking a chance. Sure. They made a bet, it pushed, it made up poorly, and I, I remember saying at the time, I'm like, are we sure that guy who hasn't played in the NHL for four years, is now 35 years old, is still a guy that can play here?
3: In a league where the skating is completely different, you like, know? Like, it changed, changed. He, he plays changed. a little old, he's still got this, like, Civil War cannon shot, that, like, he doesn't even need to be mobile to use. Um, he's still mean, he's still a jerk, but he, you're not getting... Old Ilya
2: Kovalchuk, but if you get Ilya Kovalchuk at three million dollars, and you're a team that sure. struggles to score, and I'm thinking Arizona Coyotes here.
3: I was thinking them. I was thinking I don't know what their cap situation is like. Remember they were like right up against. Oh
2: us. yeah, yeah, which is weird. Um, but he's uh,
3: not even a
0: goal
2: scorer anymore. It was well, he's not with the Kings. None of them. But you got to remember, are. the Kings don't yeah. score goals anymore. Yeah, not even yeah. Jeff Carter does. If if he's got a good setup man, I don't know Connor McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you fun. got Dad. Imagine you've got yeah. Connor McDavid or Leon Drysidle, and you got Neil with one and Kovalchuk with the other. Neil's, Neil's at six a lot. or five something, mm-hmm. but Kovalchuk's at two and a half, three, whatever could, his deal is in half. You could keep that Drysidle,
3: McDavid, Cassian line together and then have like Neil, Nuge, Kovalchuk. <laughs> That's not a bad top six. It's it's a really weird line, but For something score cobbled goals. together. Yeah,
2: yeah. And it and I mean the the one issue I think with Kovalchuk would be sort of keeping up if he was gonna play with McDavid is the speed, right? everybody has that issue with McDavid so fast. But boy, it sure would be cool to see a power play with him on it and that cannon. Because then you you can always you, you know McDavid's gonna draw two. Mm-hmm. Dry saddle, you have to have somebody on, which means Kobolchuk's open. Ooh. Ooh, that's it's an a, idea. So Adam. It, I don't know how they afford it, but it's an idea. It's not well, I wonder if they look at like um Dallas can't score. Dallas can't score either. They love their veterans. They love guys that are super old. They got Rajilov. Um, they do have Rajilov. They've got Pavelski. KHL um, line. Let's go. Uh, yeah, true. That's true. What yeah, Dallas should just go full old. Well, that's what San Jose's <laughs> doing.
3: Sure. They're yes, full old they too. Are.
2: They're full old and busted. Uh, but I love, I like the idea of him in Edmonton because I think it would just be so much fun. I think Connor McDavid is the type of guy who who can take a guy with some of the skills that he still had. Maybe not the speed he still had, but the, the hands, the shooting, the brain. He's so unfair. You see that goal he scored against the Ducks? Man, it's He got it's hauled nice. to his
3: knees at like the face-off dot, got up, made four more moves and yeah. scored at full
2: speed. He's dumb. Yeah, so why wouldn't you surround him with if you're Edmonton and you're right up against it. By the way, they, they've only got half a million bucks in cap space right now. The Oilers? Yeah, so they have to make a move. Smart than I thought. But maybe, like, <laughs> maybe you say to them, okay, listen, we'll take Kovalchuk, but you've got to take... Like we'll, we'll, Chris take Russell. Years, we'll take two years of Kovalchuk, but you've got to take one year of Sam Gagne and two years of Chris Russell. Sam so we'll Gagne trade is you. You trade us seven uh, or ten million or ten point two five million over two years, and we'll give you seven million this year, assuming they can make. You know what I mean? You could find I, I like a way. That
3: you're getting creative, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like also it. don't hate the uh, Arizona Coyotes idea because they are currently sitting. Two points back of Edmonton with a game at hand for the wow. Pacific Division. The wow, so if they're looking at their team and like, hey, we're better and than they... we thought. Twenty twenty games in, we could be first place in division. Why not go get somebody to bolster? Why the not? Up? And you reward can... the guys for starting off the season great. You know,
2: like and why you not? Can, yeah, and you can really, you can get them for nothing. Oh, like you just yeah. be like uh, we'll give you literally a player to be named later. Right, and then you have the all outcasts
3: like winger. Line, <laughs> Kessel, Kessel Kovalchuk. Kovalchuk, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Soderberg, yeah. Yeah, like I think we're in agreement that he could be a contributor to someone. Sure. But three years, six sure. and a
2: quarter, it was insane. based Based on the system that they play, sure would look good in Boston, too. <sighs> he would. Please no. He would. I know, Please listen, no. I don't want it either. Imagine,
3: but, um, he would. pasta in the bomb slot. <sighs> On PP1, and then Kovalchuk
2: in the bottom slot of PP2. Just stupid. <laughs> and the thing is, Boston's able to pull off dumb trades like that for some reason. Or Kovalchuk at the point? Um, yeah, Don Sweeney's really good at pulling off trades. You go, really? How? Mm. And they do. You, don't like, no, you never see anyone complaining about Boston trading their first round picks for like Ryan Hartman and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, Or did they no, trade they him? No, it was Nashville that. that traded their first for him. Yes, But he, had, he ended up in Boston last year. Uh, Did he? he? man, he played everywhere. Um, I don't even oh, know. fun fact too. Uh, and this this one will make you hate yourself because Boston's so flipping good. The only player in the NHL that's played a hundred minutes without being scored upon, who is who?
3: I, uh, so this player's never been on the ice for a goal against this season. It's not Bergeron. No, it's not Bergeron. It's not Marchand. No, it's not Marchand. It's not Pasta. It's not Pasta. Nope. Is it Bacchus? Not Bacchus. No, I don't know. I'm trying to...
2: Think. Really think. This hurts. I'm gonna make you think.
3: Krejci. Nope. Uh, Keep going. Um, now I'm just naming all the Bruins. Uh, Corrali. Nope. Keep going. Friggin... Uh, uh... Swedish guy scored on the Leafs in Game 7. I can't remember his name. Um... Who's our team? Our team? Did I say our team?
0: No, no, no. our team. Leafs, the Leafs. Yeah, and then think of Boston. Yeah, and then think of so think of the.
3: Oh, is it a former Leaf?
0: No, keep guessing.
3: Who's a former Leaf on Boston? Adam, I didn't sleep last night. Who is it? Lindholm. Oh my freaking god! <laughs> <laughs>
1: no!
2: Yeah, he's been quite the ad apparently. <laughs> <laughs> But luckily, we got Nick luckily, Patan. in return, oh, okay. they got
3: GUY! BABCOCK! WON'T PLAY! <laughs>
2: <laughs> At least, Per Lindholm played, right? Oh yeah. He played, he played like 60 games it for the not, Leafs. bad. You know
3: what, I will say about that trade, so they went with Oh, let's see what we got in Patan. Unfortunately, uh, Dubas is just out there on the dance floor making an ass of himself because he doesn't have a partner in this friggin' relationship. Um, if they had just kept Lindholm, we wouldn't be going through all the Spets Shore drama. Evidently. We wouldn't be going through this patan evi- drama. You would just have a fourth-line center AND a penalty killer who could take face-offs! Because that's the position he plays!
2: Now apparently, apparently with Pear-Lynn apparently a a lynn Holm. <laughs> <laughs> he, evidently one of the reasons they made the trade is because he did not have a contract and was at UFA. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, either they didn't want to pay what it was, or they didn't think he'd sign which means that he did He didn't.
3: had one goal.
2: Right. However, my understanding <laughs> is maybe he didn't maybe he wasn't thrilled with the way he was played. Can
0: I can I read you a an exchange between Steve Simmons and Craig Button on Twitter oh, over, boy, this cold of the check, over this minds. over this golf discussion.
2: Here's the problem. One of, one of these men is smart. <laughs> and <laughs> and the other is a guy with a Twitter account, which is really what you could call me. I'm a guy with a Twitter account. So, are you okay? It's
3: a, it's a. You might as well have gone, Steve. Do you want me to just keep fucking up the silliest timeline? <laughs> Go for it, Jesse. This will be. This won't crack the Mount Rushmore of weird shit that is even on this episode.
0: Steve Simmons wrote: Tolvanen was the most explosive player in the Olympic hockey tournament in Pyeongchang, 2018 but has just one goal in the AHL this season which tells you how poorly the quality of that Olympic tourney was. Ilya Kovalchuk also impressive in Korea. LA now wants him out. Craig Button says Kovalchuk was never impressive at Olympics in 2018. He was a fourth line winger and Russia doesn't win unless they move him to a spot where he doesn't he where he wasn't reply, relied upon. He was a. It was a bad signing by the Kings. He was no longer capable of being a productive NHL player.
3: Okay, they put him on a ridiculous, uh, <clears throat> in a ridiculous position to succeed in Saint Petersburg too. On that friggin' Monstars team that was mm-hmm. just decimating all their shitty little KHL opponents. Uh, it was never good.
0: I thought that was funny. It is funny. The Craig Button just coming back, being like, "Hey, yeah, hey!" The
2: opposite some, of what you said is actually true. Here's here's some information, um, <laughs> backed up by these weird things we call stats, not advanced ones. Uh, Mike Kelly, actually uh, from uh, Mike Kenny, Mike Kelly NHL, uh, interestingly <laughs> tweeted something, and this is for Toronto fans only. But uh, hmm. Toronto will miss Mitch Marner on most special teams, leads forwards in PK ice time, and is tied for the lead in power play points. At five on five, though. Zero goals and four assists in 18 games. Matthew, not good enough. Matthews, Nylander, and McKeever have been the Leafs' most productive even-strength forwards all year. They're still in the lineup. Who's
0: that second name?
2: Nylander. McKeever. Man, oh, the third. So the third nice. name's the important. Come on. Nah. The other two are least really ah. paid to be. Ah. Uh, uh, interestingly, too, uh, the Kings apparently are like obviously really sh- shopping Tyler Toffoli. He's another guy that's just going to sit. So they they sat him and then they put him on the top line to showcase him, which in LA is okay, and then he he may be benched again.
3: He's getting the Marius Tchaikovsky treatment.
2: Yeah. I like remember what?
3: that from when I was a kid. That you friggin you either wouldn't play or he'd play with Sundin and it drove me insane.
2: It was weird. It's weird. Yeah. So I just don't know how you trade a guy like Tyler Toffoli and You know what, for that matter, Kovalchuk, but I think Kovalchuk's pedigree is what sells people on him. Not that Toffoli's a bad player, but he may not be the player he was. I'm how do you surprised sell, his career's gone this way. How do you sell Toffoli <coughs> when you're scratching him? Is it an effort thing or I is think, it a skill thing? I think it's a like try
3: count. to protect him, like or make sure he doesn't get hurt thing. Ah, uh, okay. Took a penalty against the Leafs and looked like he was not loving life. Hmm. His dad... Um, said hi to me at my Oshawa Costco book signing that no really? one came to. <laughs> yes. Did he come and get- did he Did he just pop in no, and say- No, he was just like, hey, how you doing? I'm Tyler Toffoli's dad. Oh, that's cool! And it's funny, I saw him walking up. I love- I love Canada when you see someone wearing a weird team's gear. Yeah. You see someone walking around with a Minnesota Wild hat, and I'm like, there is
2: at least a 50% chance you know someone on the team. I told you, I swear to God, I saw David Steckle's dad at a Tampa Bay Lightning game. Because it was Tampa Bay versus Nashville, what in Tampa Bay? And you saw a jersey. And I saw a blue da- leaf <laughs> Steckle jersey. I'm like, that's David Steckel's dad, and he lives here on, in in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Did you talk to him? No. Oh, I, you should I have done have. investigative journalism. I should have. You know what? I do regret that now that you think of it. Now that I, say, I just don't like bugging people. That's right. Fair. Somebody, I, saw- I once okay, I was in Calgary once, and I was eating at a restaurant, and I, t- I looked over. I'm sure enough, it was Jerry Seinfeld. Oh wow! Wait, what? Jerry Seinfeld was doing a show in Calgary that night. I looked over, and I'm having pat. There's like three people on this patio. It's downtown Calgary on the weekend, so nobody's there. And there's this street. uh, I want to say it's Seventh, and it's beautiful. Like it was absolutely beautiful. It's like a walk. Idiot. Uh, Yeah, it's like you you walk down it. It's an all pedestrian street. Absolutely beautiful in the winter, in the summer, whatever. And it was it was early spring, and it was a nice day, and it was one of those weird chinooks had come up, so it went from minus ten to. 20 degrees in the same day, so you're outside in your shorts and t-shirt while there's snow on the ground. And I looked over, sunny and beautiful, and there's Jerry Seinfeld. And my co-host at the time, Danae and Fuzzy, gave me the biggest hard time for not saying hi to him. And I was like, no, I just can't. I can't do that. I don't want to bother him. That's
3: the right move. Every story I've ever heard is Seinfeld would be like, hi. (laughs) Thanks. He's, He's not a big... I don't think it's that he's unfriendly, it's just he doesn't like people walking up on him, I guess. And
2: after 30 years of it, I can imagine that it would get a little bit annoying. What's the deal with people saying hi to me? Oh my god, how many times every day do you think he gets watched the (laughs) deal? Oh my god! Uh, oh man! What's
3: the deal with you wanting me to validate your <laughs>
2: You You got
0: to think about like the places on Earth that he can walk into where he isn't the most important person in the room. It's like, or the his, most
2: famous, or the most, most famous. famous. Yeah,
0: the most famous is probably the better yeah. way to word it. Well, it's like, like his house. Like when he when he's in his house, I assume everybody acts like he's normal. Yeah. But then you leave your house and you go everywhere, and you're Jerry Seinfeld. Like that must be difficult.
3: Does he have kids? Yes. Yeah. His kids do they refer to him
2: as Jerry Seinfeld?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, think probably so. I'd probably Dad. Jerry but... Seinfeld, read me a bedtime story. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He should have a Christmas book called "What's the deal with, with Christmas?" What's the deal with Christmas? Uh,
3: it's like Harry Potter, but yeah, what's the deal with the Philosopher's Stone? Yeah, yeah. What, what's the deal with the Chamber of Secrets? Instead of you know, you know, the, <laughs> you know, the <laughs> Idiots Guide
2: to like whatever. Yeah, yeah. It should be a Jerry Seinfeld version of "What's, what's the, the deal, deal with?" And then it's advanced mathematics. <laughs> what's up?
1: It's a dementor. Uh, you lame.
2: <laughs> anyway, I try not to bother people, uh, even celebrities like David Seckel's dad. Um, Oh, but you know,
3: sorry all that came from I saw a man wearing an LA Kings jacket And it turns out his son was on the LA Kings.
2: Okay, so same thing in my neighborhood I'm like I was walking down the street with my dog one day, and I'm like nine With my couple my buddies who are twins, and they live closer to this person's house, and it is like she is decked out decked out in in this one particular NHL team. You won't even say. I'm not going to tell you. But you it's know, weird. Oh, Non-Canadian NHL team. and, and, and it's, and, it's like, and then, no, no, I'll tell you. Okay. Uh, and then, I just don't want to ruin the story yet. And, and, uh, and, and she's like, oh, are you gonna watch the game tonight? And I was like, yeah, go Leafs go. And she's like, nope. And I was like, and I turned to the guys afterwards and I'm like, what's her deal? Like, how do you be, how are you in Toronto and you're not a Leaf fan? And they're like, well, that's Chris Draper's mom. Ah! <laughs> Uh, she like, like I'm talking decked out wow. Red Wings. Right down to her shoes. And he was a out. big Leaf fan as a kid. Yeah. Was yeah.
3: he? Oh, he yeah. I know that for a fact wow. because we had the same grade two teacher. And my grade two teacher was a Habs fan uh-huh. who, um, Chris Draper had this big Maple Leafs jacket. And as a joke, he'd be like, yeah, no, you're not allowed to bring that in here. You hang it in the hall with the, with the rest of the trash.
0: <laughs> was grade two when you got the nickname Dangle?
2: Nope. No, I was like grade eleven, grade twelve. Oh, like okay. grade, I thought yeah. it was way earlier. Yeah, no, right. no, 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 no. I was there when he when he got it. You oh, used to write it on the chalkboard. No, and it wasn't a nickname. No one called me that. No, but it was something that you wrote on behind. Right? Let me say. Yeah, it was a pseudonym. <laughs> uh, <laughs> interestingly, very funny. Uh, uh, Darren Ferris did something, and the world did not find out about it. It's weird. What I know. So strangely enough. Darren Ferris had a meeting with an NHL GM and CNN did not report on it. Wow. Shocking as it is, New Jersey GM, Ray Shiro, and Darren Ferris, Taylor Hall's representation, also Mitch Marta's representation, were tight-lipped about last week's pizza summit in Calgary, according to Elliot Freeman. The one thing about Ferris is, his history is to tell his clients to wait, especially the UFAs, and see what the market will be. That's a big no for the Devils, but if Hall listens to the Devils and there's no evidence that he won't, they all know an in-season decision is unlikely. Well, if you're the Devils, and you're playing like this, don't wait, man. Don't wait. Make the trade? Make the trade. And you know what? While you're at it, blow it all out.
3: Gee, that's tough, man. That's It's November. You know yeah. I traded him to? You know who's was desperate? It was desperate. San Jose. <sighs> <laughs> oh, that's not the issue they're facing. Trade Subban while you're at it. Well that's what I mean. Why not? They don't have enough right-handed D.
2: Why wouldn't you <laughs> why wouldn't you trade those two valuable pieces and go after um or actually, you can't really trade with San Jose because Ottawa's got their pick. You need to trade with a team that still thinks they can be good, Dallas. Oh, dude.
3: The second they trade Taylor Hall, the team's cooked, right? Like you're just dedicating yeah. the rest of your season to tanking. You you gotta be flying over that arena just Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Birds of prey waiting to pick at the carcass. You got to be ready. Can can you maybe get a chunk of flesh? Can, uh, is Damon Severson that little chunk of flesh? Mm-hmm. Is it PK Subban? What Taylor Hall. You get the but you get if, the
2: turkey leg. If they become available, it does make you wonder if a guy like PK Subban is somebody the guy was the Leafs would take a run at. And you're probably asking, how the hell would they do that? Well, math and figure it out. I don't know. That's
3: the,
0: devils, that's the GM's job. The yeah. Devils are set up to rebuild right now.
3: Let me see. Like they have no contracts left going you guys forward.
2: Guys keep going. My mid- my bid show break.
3: As, if, as usual. So here are their upcoming UFAs and RFAs. Taylor Hall, UFA. Wayne Simmons. I need my glasses, that's how blind I am. Taylor Hall, UFA. Wayne Simmons, UFA. Uh, John Hayden, RFA. Jesper Bratt, RFA. Kevin Rooney, UFA, Andy Green, their captain by the way, for those of you who want that bar trivia question, Uh, he's gonna be a UFA, Sammy Votnit is gonna be a UFA, Mirko Mueller is gonna be a UFA, and Mackenzie Blackwood who I keep dumping on? He's not having a good season, but he was good last year. Is going to be an RFA. Don't you, you are, are not wrong. Don't Jesse. you look
0: at that and be like, they could have a sale right now, get so many assets, and have all the cap space in the world to set up for a nice run in the mid two
3: well, thousands. Yeah, or mid
0: 2020s. I don't, 2020s, I don't know. How to call it's them. definitely not two thousands how I refer to it, but
3: and then 20s. you make you make your franchise cornerstones Nego Heischer, and, uh, Jack Hughes. Yep. Uh, no more of the Taylor Hall thing. You missed your window. Uh, no more of P.K. Subban. Mm-hmm. You, you get rid of him. You get rid of Hall. You, you move on from Corey Snyder. You move on. Well, you try. You can't. I mean, if yeah. you're if you you're can't. going full tank, you keep you him. keep Corey Schneider, uh, <laughs> and yeah. uh, at the, you wait until the very very deadline to trade Wayne Simmons. Yeah. Surely someone's going to be. But still a UFA,
0: much. you get the assets for the Adam. Take a look at Sammy uh, New Jersey's cap friendly there. Uh, man, and Sam- tell me they couldn't have a fire sale in the next two years and have the, all the assets
3: in the world. There's well, so an, he, there's another guy they could have a crack at. By the way, Sammy Votnin. Mm-hmm. Cap hit
2: is yeah. not far off from Cody season Well, and that's yeah, that's the funny thing. Like so, like Sammy Vatanen is uh, is up after this year. Uh, Andy Green's done as well. Andy oh, we just went through yeah, all we them. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, but there's so much money coming off the books, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, with the exception of Corey Schneider. Um, I I look at the devils and like you said, Jesse, to kick this off before I went to the bathroom, they are perfectly positioned to do this and build this team around. And I would keep Severson, I yeah. would keep Will Butcher, mm-hmm. and I would keep Nico Heisher because you don't have a choice, oh, obviously. Um, but yeah. other than that, who? That's your new core, though. Yeah, right. Heisher and Hughes. Uh, is that
3: a bad core? It's not a bad no. core. No, no. But uh, the issue is, and Jack Hughes,
0: obviously, they're they're perfect. Yeah. They're so, perfectly
3: yeah. positioned to rebuild. They're also because of all that money, perfectly positioned to sign Taylor Hall. Oh.
0: Right. Yeah, but there's no point in signing him if you're not good.
3: I think there is. Um, there's no point in HIM signing there.
2: Yeah. If they're yes. not good. Right? I l- and I like Pavel Zaka, too. Sure! He's okay, like, that's, he's a good that's, not, he's that's not, a, that's not, a, not a... No, he's not a star, but that's that's a I like piece. He, yeah, he's right. a piece. And, a a piece. A and a you piece. need pieces. Yeah, you do need pieces. You're a piece. Competent bums, so... You need pieces. I am a I, piece. Th- exactly, I'm just saying, listen man, I, I just, you know... I was just saying, like,
3: uh, fine, but... He doesn't match your window. Taylor Hall is fine, I don't think he matches your window. Um, You build for the future. Mackenzie Blackwood is your goalie of the future, unless you find someone else. He was good last year, not very good this year. I was just saying you keep Corey Schneider if you want to tank. Uh, Nico Heischer is your big piece who you just signed. Uh, Jack Hughes. Yeah, it might be time. Jack (laughs) Hughes. It it, uh, might be
2: time.
1: I
0: think it's sad. Yeah, the idea of trading Taylor Hall isn't as
2: wild as you think. However, knowing what we know about ownership, ah, <sighs> and knowing that New Jersey ownership from all accounts, and there are a few, but from all accounts are passionate, and... As opposed to aloof owners, well, there are aloof owners. No, yeah, there are, there some. are like for, for everything that Larry Tannenbaum's a passionate owner, but he's aloof. He, he stays doesn't out get of involved it. in the day to day operation. People report to him, but he's not going to go in and go. Well, you have to make this trade. My understanding that we know is of. that yeah, my understanding <laughs> is that New Jersey ownership, which I believe is two people, split. Know. My understanding is New that... New uh, and Jersey, New and Jersey. Bill New. Bob Jersey.
3: <laughs> I want that to be true so
2: bad. <laughs> that would be great. The town's named after them, strangely yes, enough. Yes, they own um, it. They, they are Bill Bon Jovi's dad. I'm very wealthy. Um, <laughs> Collectively, Bon Jovi's dad. Uh, no, but what I, I what I do want is for for us to consider that maybe management thinks that the team's really good, and maybe if, even if Ray Shero wanted to rebuild, All maybe he's did. not going to be given the opportunity.
3: Mm, oh, you think he might get canned. Didn't they
2: just re-sign him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you trade Taylor Hall, it's like, okay, you're done <laughs> ticking, you know? I think, you know what, if there's a guy that I... I don't mind Ray Shiro rebuilding the team, either. Like, Ray Shiro's not dumb. Mm. But how often mm. do you see a GM mm. get the
0: go-ahead for the rebuild and then he sticks through the whole thing, you know? Or the coach. Or the coach,
3: yeah. Cause John Hines is there still sticking yeah. around?
0: Because it's usually, okay, you can go do the rebuild, and then you suck for like a year and a half, and the ownership goes, alright, let's change it, you know?
3: there's ther- But here's the it deal, never they can already suck for a year two. and a half,
2: they can suck for a year and a half, but they've already sucked for a year and a half. Or no, they're not at go. stage
3: two. Here's, here's how dire uh, things are for the Devils, they're at stage three. Stage one is, uh-oh, we suck. <laughs> where they have the early season frustrations of, yeah, none of us are happy, and everyone's doing the locker room head down thing. And it's not even necessarily after a game. It's just the theme of the week is you suck. Um, the you suck week. You suck week. Um, part two is our goaltending sucks. Let's go do something about it. Mm-hmm. So they've already made the move there. Part three, GM and big UFA meet face to face in November. I mean, good on you for studying ahead of the exam, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that strikes me as a, all right, what are we doing here? Conversation. That strikes me as a doing your homework, not necessarily just to
2: re-sign a free agent, but is this blow it up time? I wonder if the reason Darren Ferris didn't say anything, because he doesn't need to apply pressure to New Jersey. Mm -hmm. They're going to trade Taylor Hall. He needed to apply pressure to the leafs and it worked. Does mm-hmm. he need to do the same with New Jersey? No,
3: he left uh, He doesn't. Adam, he left $7,000 on the table. <laughs> so that he up. could he could get his junior number in. There. He left $7,000
2: a year. <laughs> that How over, dare you? How how many how many years did he sign for? Was it 7? Mitch? Yeah. Yeah. He signed 7 years? I don't remember. I don't even know, man. It sucked... I it's just a out it of my sucks. body. I think you know, know was six. Six years? It was six. So he gave wow. up 30, 36,000 bucks? If you put that in the bank with three percent interest. <laughs> he gave up an SUV that he would never buy. <laughs> he gave up a, a compact SUV, a low-level SUV. He okay, gave which up, by the way, I- <laughs> would he, he would he refer to up a Honda an CRV. SUV for poor people. Yeah, a Honda CRV, like what I have. Sorry, Mitchell Marner, Sion,
0: <laughs> one, two, three, four, uh, first five, name still,
2: last name mad.
0: And Mitch Martin signed for six years.
3: Yeah.
2: Great, good. Six times seven. Six Thank you seven. for your sacrifice. Forty-two thousand is what he gave up.
3: Oh uh-huh. wow! Oh, uh, because
0: math
2: plus interest, guys. Does plus that's American. Plus what that's
0: American dollars.
3: Wow! Right? Holy smokes! <laughs> that's crazy, and it's funny. We're like, oh man making all that money, and then you see the way his leg bent, and I'm like, oh, you know, maybe you players know. deserve money. Also, we were talking about New Jersey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah. Yeah, but we've moved on to, like, you know, a team. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Real team. Oh. Uh, you can't even chirp Devils fans. Also, they go, oh, yeah, we suck now, but, like, fuck you. <laughs> it's 20, it's 20
0: <laughs> so. games in, and there's still plenty of time for every team to rebound
2: and every team to fall off the map. Unless McKenzie yeah. Blackwood is the new Jordan Bennington. Yes and no. Maybe? Maybe. He could be. It's sports. We could never have called Jordan Binnington being Jordan Binnington, <laughs> exactly. so there you go. Uh, speaking of new jerseys, Colorado's Winter Classic jersey. Leaks today. poo in fabric form. What do you thought? I don't hate it. Really? I don't think it's poo in fabric I form. I think it looks like a bib. It is it one up. of the best extra jerseys I've ever seen in my life, and I don't like extra jerseys, but I'm considering what? buying one with Kadri's name on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I like it that much. I think it's <laughs> awesome. I think it's Ooh. amazing. I really do. I think it's freaking Do they
3: put drugs into the vents
2: here? No, man. I think this is a great jersey. I think this is a really well-done jersey. You're both incorrect. Jesse's got it on the screen. It looks like... You it looks know like in the dead of winter when it's somewhere. really dry and so, yeah. you wake
3: up and you blow your nose and it's a little bloody? It's up on the screen right now. That's what that logo looks like. I don't hate I like the little mountain in the middle. Man, the I, like it. it's I like it. I like it a cool. lot. It's old school. No, the A looks like, for Red Dead folks, it looks like... Reverend Swanson's tie. Now that's actually what it looks like. Mr. Morgan. Now I like how the A
0: is the little mountain and it leads into
2: the the stripe in the middle. It's kind of cool. The mistake that they made is they didn't do the Colorado Rockies jerseys. Well that's what they should have done. With pinstripes? Who would who No no no, the Colorado (laughs) Rockies hockey team. Oh, I'm thinking That's what they should have done. So who are
3: the Rockies now? Is that the Devils? I think that's the Devils, and they would own that. Pretty sure. Yeah, but, like, that hasn't stopped uh, other teams from doing it, like... Stop the Jets. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't think you can. I think because it stays I'm with, with... you. It stays with the organization.
2: Yeah, do you really think an organization's gonna get in the way of that? Yes. I, I would. No way. Yes, no way. Why would spite. you do that? that nah, you <laughs> wouldn't do that. They the are, Jets were barely named the Jets.
0: They are the New Jersey Devils.
2: Man, I can't believe Don Cherry was the coach of the New Jersey Devils once. That's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right? This is how the NHL views things. Is this, is this the transition? Team, no, Are we doing team, this? No, 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 not at all. But, but team, we will. Landy McDonald, new McDonald, former New Jersey Devil. No, I, we we know it's stupid. <laughs> team stuff should stay in the city. Period. Yes. End of story. Stop it. Rockies jersey should have been it. That's it. But, if you're going to have an extra jersey, and I've been on record as saying I don't really like them, because it's sort of ridiculous, can we stop the clown show and just have the jerseys, and that's the jersey. However, don't mind that one. And I don't even,
3: I don't own... Has Dale Howardchuk ever been to Arizona? Well, oh, he is. A, <laughs> like for an event. <laughs> Bringing on some of our great alumni. Like. Craig Jenny. <laughs> Jeremy Roenick.
2: Who also. Alexei
3: Zhamnov. Like, I don't know if yeah, any of these guys. They had a good little team there for
2: a while. They did? Uh, the NHL GMs will meet next week in Toronto. This again, according to Elliot Friedman. Uh, because he's the only one that reports on this stuff. Like, it's weird. Chris and Elliot are the only guys. Like, I see a little bit of it on the NHL network, but rarely. I see a little bit of it on NBC, um, but I don't see a lot of people going, hey, some of the the rule change stuff, this is also happening too. And and it never happens in article form. It might be a tweet Mm -hmm. that gets, like, you know, 20 retweets from other NHL nerds. But, like, you know, no one actually reports on this and writes about it, and I wish there was a little bit more of this. Uh, NHL GMs to meet next week in Toronto. There will be conversations about replay, including two recent rulings. The first was Colorado's Jared Bednar, who challenged a Radic Faska Faxa. Faxa goal uh, in, in uh, Dallas, uh, and there'll be some other ones as well. Mm-hmm. The problem with that one was that
0: it wasn't a penalty; it, like it couldn't have been overturned because that wasn't a penalty. But the ref didn't like tell him beforehand. So they, they were like, oh, you're embarrassing the coaches by going and doing the replay, even though he challenged something that couldn't be overturned. Because he thought, he thought it was illegal, because his stick he snapped. He
3: scored a goal with a broken stick.
0: Yes, but that's not, uh, he's like, oh, you can't do that, but you can do that. It's only if you play the puck with the broken stick. Yeah, I his think stick he... just snapped on the shot. But then the ref's not like, hey, you can't challenge that. The ref let him challenge it, and then it cost him four minutes and penalty minutes. He had okay, lost a challenge, yeah. So they got a four minute power play because he challenged something that wasn't going to be overturned because it's not against the rules. It's a pretty so they're significant like, fuck up. Hey, you should probably let him know before you go to the booth and do it. But they're like, No, if he says I want to challenge this, it's not up to us to let him know that that's not a rule. So that's where that's that one ridiculous. was very interesting. Sorry for the long that's, an drive. An,
3: that's a ref. Uh, if that's what happened. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a gross amount of involvement in the game.
0: Mm-hmm. You're slightly
3: challenging it, something.
0: Is it his responsibility to let him know the rules of the game? Yes. Well, then, the ref. The, yes, yes,
3: that's what they're there to
0: do. Okay, so then there needs to be a change there because yes. they're because they're saying if the coach wants to challenge something and us to go look at it, then that's on him.
3: Colby Armstrong pointed something out last night uh, when I was walking out of ice surfing. He was pointing at I want to say it was Adam Werner. Uh, the the did you see that story last night? No. Okay, so Colorado I think uh, must have turned down an enchantress that tried to offer them a rose at their front door because they're the most cursed team in the NHL. Rantanen's hurt, Landeskog is hurt, and now Philip Grubauer is hurt. Their starting goalie. Who's Colorado's backup? Come on. No, I, I wouldn't no expect anyone to get it. Pavel Fransuz. No idea. This I, is, is
0: that. A, did you make that name up?
3: I might have. He made his NHL debut uh, last year. He was their backup. Thirty seconds into last night's game against the Winnipeg Jets, Mark Shifley crashes the net. Cold cocks him like out snow angel. Cold. Uh, so they got to throw in the next guy. Mm-hmm. Well, the next guy is a uh, 131st overall pick from 2016, who has never played an NHL game in his life, and I want to say has 13 North American games to his his name. He ended up making 40 saves in oh, wow. a non shutout because he didn't play the first 30 seconds, which I think is absolutely and ridiculous. Won. And they won. Wow. I do not remember why I started telling this story. I don't either. Because my brain is an etch a sketch right now. Oh. <laughs> I, I was talking about the rule there. Oh, here it is Colby Armstrong Hi. pointed out on my way out of the building <laughs> Jesus, that uh, Werner had uh, color tape on his. On the butt of his stick. And that's illegal. Oh, wow. You're not allowed to have color tape on the butt of your stick um, because during a goal review, it could be misinterpreted as a puck.
0: Right. And if you're conf- doing the overhead cam. Yes. And it's confusing.
3: And it could be. And dude, I covered the sport, and everyone else in the room was like, what? Hmm. No one else knew that was a rule.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So. I don't expect the coach or any player to know every single rule, and including after everything that this league has been through over the past like three years or so, what is and isn't reviewable. I don't know. I know there's so if the puck hits the net, the mesh, mm-hmm. it's reviewable now.
0: Everything is reviewable essentially in the NHL. <laughs> it looks. There's
3: like. already been a goal this season yeah. that hit the mesh and it counted.
0: Mm-hmm. Did they review it?
3: I don't I don't remember If They I didn't review it, not, then yeah. Then I guess it's their fault. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that's ridiculous that the ref's like, well, it's against the rules, but I'll go do it anyway. Yeah. That's stupid.
0: I agree. And that's why they are having these Board of Governors meetings to change these things. That's right. <laughs> cool. That's right. Now <laughs> we got a lot of time out of that. Oh my God.
2: I just stayed I'm so to decide. I was sorry. like <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. Um both of us. uh so listen. Pavel Fransuz! It's been a heck of a week for Pavel (laughs) Fransuz. It's been a heck of a week for anybody that covers, loves, enjoys, plays, broadcasts with the NHL. Especially Pavel Fransuz. Pavel Fransuz has had the biggest week of us all. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, 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 there, obviously, was on Sunday, uh, we didn't have the complete picture of what was going on. No, we got an impassioned reaction to
3: Ron's uh, apology. Right. Yeah, Ron. Ron yep. only.
2: Yep. And so, listen. I don't know if if we could give you a take on what we've seen with the Don Cherry stuff that you haven't seen on Twitter already, that you... Um, it's already jumped. That would be jumped. Fresh. It's jumped the shark that was already
3: jumped. Right. When, when I saw Don Cherry on Tucker Carlson, I thought it was a Photoshop. <laughs> Same. And I waited till I saw the video to announce to the ice surfing room. I'm like, the is on Tucker Carlson right now. Mm-hmm. And I got like a couple, huh, huh. and I'm
2: like, no, for real, look. Yeah, and, and, know, like,
3: <laughs> and a so, couple resounding, are you fucking kidding? And me? No, but he was. He's also been
2: on. He also went on the Rebel. He also did. Went, yeah, he? went on uh, mm-hmm. 680 News. He went on City TV. He went on CTV. He's just doing the media rounds. Mm-hmm. And actually, Elliot Friedman uh, mentioned it. Um,
0: I, lo- I loved what he wrote at the end of 31, the 31 Thoughts. Thoughts.
2: He said, it's very hard to explain the seismic nature of the last 72 hours. We jokingly called Ron and Don the circus when they traveled together because they were larger <laughs> than life. I won't work with anyone else in my career who commanded the attention and had the profile Don has. There never. Were f- never. There, no, and that's fair. There were a few of us watching together last Saturday, and we were slack-jawed in amazement. The whole thing is sad. There are no winners. The aftershock will continue for a long time, exacerb- exacerbated by this media tour. And he means Dawn's media tour. Mm-hmm. I felt horrible oh, for... Oh, Dawn's making it worse? I felt horrible for coworkers hurt by it, for viewers who felt targeted by it, and for the ugly, never-ending social media battles for Ron, and for uh, any career to end that way. Uh, there but for uh, the grace of God, I go, is how he ended it. Now, I don't want to really go into the Dawn Cherry stuff, because you've heard our opinion on it. You know how, you, how we feel. But I do want to talk about something that I'm that I'm seeing and that I believe. Sure, uh, I le I believe genuinely that we are living in a very stressful time, and I don't think that's a hot take. I think everybody kind of knows that. There's uh-huh.
3: a ton of I can't help but laugh yeah, at
2: that. Yeah. I, there's a ton of social upheaval right now, and I think most of it's long overdue. Mm-hmm. Uh, however. When you have a bunch of social upheaval like this, and if you look back through history, you look at the 60s as another great example of a ton of social upheaval in a very short amount of time. It's like upheaval on rocket fuel. Most of the time, things change over decades. We're talking about a couple years. Like the civil rights movement's a great example. Uh, the gay rights movement at the end of the 70s was another great example. Well, it was building, 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 and then enough people finally said enough. Right. You so, but beyond the dawn thing, I'm talking about overarching here when you have upheaval like this you inevitably have two types of people you've got people that are for the change and there are people who are sort of afraid of the change it puts people in a place of fear because the rules of life that they've come to expect and live by and feel like good people by are changing and it's not just a few rules that we're dealing with right now we're talking about Everything that people were used to, that grew, they grew up with it. It could be 60, 70 years on the earth, and by the way, I cannot relate to what it's like to be 60 or 70 years on this earth yet. I don't know. I can tell you 31. And, and frankly, we are being challenged to change, and we are being challenged to try to be a little kinder. And I, I want to say this, the response to many people from, this, from this, the, these, these changes that we're seeing, the changes are good in nature. The changes are be better to women. The changes are try to understand what it's like to be a person of color in these in, in our countries, in our, in our hemisphere. Try to understand the history. Try to understand why uh, people don't feel like they fit into one gender category or the other. Try to understand. But what that does, because all, all people are asking is please be a little kinder. But that response <laughs> that to really that... Isn't. That the, really is it. That really is it. The response to that is often fear. And that fear leads to vitriol. Spewing le- like spewing left and right. and And it's frankly... Understandable, like I understand that in the sense that you have to You have those who fear the change and those who fear will never change enough and they're they're both both sides There's people who are leading the charge for the change and people who are like holy shit I don't want to change everyone's scared. What I do want you to do right now is think back five years There are a lot of movements that we've seen in the last five years alone that we had never heard of never even conceived five years ago Mike Koska was a leaf. Well, yeah, yeah, Um, the Me Too movement hadn't happened. You know, like, just that's a for instance, there's been many things, but I'm just bringing that up. Yeah. You know, Harvey Weinstein was still top of his game at Miramax, you know what I'm saying? Uh, By the way, you got to read that book, you have got to read that book. But think of the gigantic leaps forward on social issues we've seen. And positive stuff, I'm talking stuff about understanding gender, Mm -hmm. understanding sexuality, pay disparity, women's rights. How women are treated in the, work, in the workplace. Massive step forward. And I guarantee you, still lots and lots of work to go. But that was always going to cause a lot of people a lot of stress. Because nobody wants to believe in their heart of hearts that they are a bad person. Nobody wants to believe that. So your first reaction when, you're, when somebody says, hey, well, that's casual racism. You go, what the hell are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. I've been on the... the, the it's, a, it's a fear-based and anger-based reaction. And there are those in our society... Who are smart enough to capitalize on it and I don't need to name them, but they are people that go, there's a ton of people out there who feel in fear right now and I can take that and I can manipulate those people because you're, the the most, the people are most manipulatable, I don't even know if that's a word, when they're fearing things. Impressionable? Yeah, impre- well, impressionable is different. Sure. When, they're, when people fear things and you tell them, don't fear, I've got the solution. Chances are, the the chances of them being polarized and following you are greater. Vulnerable. That's just the reality. Yeah, Yeah. vulnerable. Now, these people think, ah, we'll keep things the same. And if you've studied history, you know that's just not how it works. Change happens. And what I'm hoping to say here, and I know it's long and I've got this written down. And I I need to do more of this, but I think we all need to do this. If you can, whatever side you fall on. Try to be as patient with people as possible. And I know that is easy for me. I'm a middle class kid, white kid, to talk about being patient. And I'm not always patient. I'm in fact very impatient. And I'm talking, I'm, I'm not asking you to be patient with the treatment. If someone treats you like shit, don't stand for that. I'm asking you to be patient with people's views and changing them. Because change is really slow. And I'm going to give you an example. And um, it's going to take everything in your body to be this sort of patient. So one thing that pisses off uh, one of my friends who's gay is that she's got to explain and re-explain and re-explain and explain again and explain some more the various differences between lesbian culture and what what has traditionally been straight mainstream culture and frankly what's different about uh, about, uh, male gay culture, right? Female gay culture, male gay culture, different. Very, very different. And over and over and over and like this is somebody who it's like literally sometimes she gets a call from like a news organization And it's like hey, so you're gay. Do you want to weigh in on this? <laughs> you know what I mean and and it's annoying for her. She handles it beautifully. I got to say but it's got to be frustrating and It's got to be painful
3: In, in hockey um, You know that please well whenever something happens with a with a black player Mm -hmm. there's the same group of, like, four dudes they call. Yeah, JT Brown, and and I've spoken to them, and they're like, you know, they hear the news story, and they're like, Yep, my phone's (laughs) been blowing up. Yeah, yeah. of course. Because it's my time to shine. Right, and
2: it's, it's shitty. Mm -hmm. Frankly, it's shitty. Yes. And it's something that you don't want to do. And, and it's, it's like this for a lot of people. It's a lot of people who have, who are of different race. Um, uh, there are people, you know, whatever your differences are, what are, you know, the least, the less understood points of view in our society that are finally coming to the surface, unfortunately, that's going to be a side effect. Because if it affects, say, a black hockey player, you gotta ask the black hockey player, although it's annoying. And it's not always the right thing to do. Like, I think, when, when the Don Cherry stuff happened, they basically asked anybody of color in the NHL, with immigrant parents.
3: And, uh, and, uh JT Brown's wife, uh, Lexi LaFleur. Um, yeah. was speaking out about that, and she's like, well, what's... He's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. Yeah!
1: Alright.
3: Yeah, it's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, and, like, Nazem Kadri sorta went to bat for grapes, and, like, what What did you expect him to do? Yeah. He went in the Hockey Night in Canada studio and got a smooch from the guy. You yeah. expect him to blast
2: them? And he's not gonna do that, because he right. doesn't... Nazem Kadri does not want to make news on top of Don Cherry News. Also, he doesn't. the locker room...
3: Um, I don't know if you've noticed.
2: This is
3: not a great environment for nuance. <laughs> <laughs> and like, if you're expecting a really deep, thoughtful response, that's not the
2: place, man. <laughs> yeah. Before the game, after the game, you aren't getting it. No, maybe next summer.
0: Yeah, it's also just ridiculous to ask a hockey player that question, regardless. Yeah.
2: At and this yet, time, how don't you?
0: Yeah. But, yeah.
2: Like, what are the reporters supposed to do?
0: Right, they're doing their job. And yep. the hockey player is doing their job by giving a non-response
2: I, I guess so what I'm trying to say here <laughs> the and exchange, this is, right like, this is something what I've gone through I've gone through in in my from my perspective you sometimes are and I was awoken to things that I may not even have realized were right. bad. You realize that you're that you are you could be affecting others negatively and not even know it. And so when you tell people that the first time they go, "What the hell are you talking about? I'm not doing anything to these people. Right? These people. Mm -hmm. I haven't done anything to these people. To those people. I haven't done a single thing. But then you kind of say, well, wait a second. What about X, Y, and Z? Have you considered that? Which people did with me and they were patient with me. And that's how change happens. And it happens slow. It's painfully Mm -hmm. slow. I was flooded with messages from people who were extremely upset with our portrayal of Don Cherry last episode. Some people, and and don't react to this, Mm -hmm. some people went as far as to call us hateful. And objectively, we were not, but you disagreed with us so much. You're like, that's hateful. And you're, 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 you're putting him in the sewer and the guy's a legend and blah, 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 blah. But in, in explaining, I went through my DMs and in explaining and re-explaining why I felt the way I did about this particular subject. I don't live the Dawn Cherry thing every day. It's different for somebody who's a person of color. Person, You know different gender, you know things like that But in just this one day going and explaining and re-explaining re-explaining was such a pain in the ass So I can only imagine what it's like for people. <laughs> I can only imagine But you start to and literally any woman on Twitter. Yeah. Oh my god. This yeah. is what I'm talking about, right? You start I, there's to give, some,
3: some accounts where I'm just like god this
2: this just looks so exhausting. Yeah, it's terrible And you give specific examples and what I found was some some just responded negatively and continued to. And it ne- it's never, those people are never actually arguing. They're just saying, you're a snowflake, you're a bitch, you're a cuck, you're whatever it is. Some respectfully disagreed and said, you know, I still don't see it that way. And then you had others who started to at least see why people were upset. And, and I know it's annoying. And I know it's impossible over and over to re-explain this stuff. Why something so obvious to you, you've lived it. You believe it, it hit you this way, whatever it was. It could be Dawn Chair. it could be anything else. Why is is it so obvious to me? And you, the idiot, you idiot, moron, does not understand this, this is so easy. But you got to remember that they're coming from a different perspective too. And I think if you can stand it, and a lot of people get really annoyed by it, there is value if you can stay patient enough. And remember, look after yourself first to try to continue to patiently and kindly Explain your point of view change is slow and I got it the fabric of our society guys is changing <laughs> Hugely very quickly and there will be divisions there are divisions But if we stay as patient as we can with each other Which is something we've no, all not been good at we're gonna we're eventually gonna work our way to a new equal, equilibrium Where you know more people are included treated fairly overall happier? I'm looking forward to that day, but then what's gonna happen is several generations or a generation later. It's gonna happen again It's going to keep changing. And one thing I want to say is with Hockey Night specifically, they have an opportunity right now to take a show which, in my opinion, and I'm just not going to mince words here, has been pretty slow this year. My opinion is that Hockey Night in Canada has not been representative of the majority of hockey fans that I know that we talk to all the time. I think it represents a certain part of the population, but because it runs on Canada's national broadcaster and it is owned by one of Canada's biggest telecoms, I believe it should represent more. And I don't know what that looks like, but this is their opportunity to have better voices, different voices, different points of view and different age groups. There's an opportunity to modernize this broadcast that has lost touch. Lost touch with his audience, and it has. It absolutely has. You have a. Se- we are living right now in a seminal moment mm-hmm. for many reasons, and this is a small one. Yeah. Americans, how, Europeans, you you don't understand what this broadcast used to mean. It's mm-hmm.
3: enormous. It, yes, it is enormous, and I've said this repeatedly. Uh, the The Canada Channel, the only channel in Canada <laughs> from South, like that is. It's not totally untrue. hmm It's not totally untrue. CBC and Hockey Night in Canada specifically is that big a part of the
2: cultural fabric. Right. Right. Or was. And could be again. I what just... What a great way of putting it. Damn. I think that they've... I think that they have tried to hang on to what they had, and then tried a few modernization things. They tried to get Strombo in there. I don't think they introduced him properly. Kind of left him out for the Wolves. Um, you know, like, you don't just, like, it's like, oh, we're gonna pull Ron McLean out and throw it Strombo in. No. What you do is you make Strombo the secondary host and you send him out a lot of interviews and then you work his way up when Ron McLean was ready to retire. Then Strombo takes in the seat. There you go. Right? You don't just go, Strombo, everybody! Here he is. What they need to do now is take this season, finish it out, and start planning right now for what next season looks like. This is, broadcast... Is this a rebuild year? This is a rebuild year for Hockey Night in Canada. They are, the panels are smaller, they've got a massive studio that they don't use. They're not using the angles on it anymore, they're not. They used to. 5,000 square foot studio, isn't it? Or more? It's big. It's huge. It's big and there's several,
3: it's like, it's several sets really. It yeah. is.
2: This is their opportunity to get out there. They've got some of those guys, they've got some brilliant guys over at Hockey Night in Canada, Punjabi, which I would start with, and and go from there. Bring in some new voices, guys. And that was Bring in some new talking idea. heads. That oh, was it, was, a r- it was, and it's 25 years old, that idea. Isn't it? Like, been, well, Punjabi's I been around know, for a long 25,
3: time. But it's been around for a long time.
2: The point I'm trying to make is, years. and I'll, I'll wrap it up. I know this has been long, and I appreciate you guys hanging in here. It is time for Hockey Night in Canada to move on. And what I believe is... This broadcast, five years from now, will be far stronger than it would have been had they continued down the road they were going on. I believe that this broadcast is going to come back and come back in a big way, assuming those in charge are ready to make those moves. And they've been very conservative in who they brought in. But I think now it's time to take a few risks. I think now is if you don't take risks now, you're taking a massive risk. If you don't introduce new names and go, you know what, we're going to try it. Maybe it won't work. Next year we'll try someone else, but if you don't try new things here, that broadcast is going to completely lose touch because it's like a it's like a ship that's leaving port. There's one rope. There's one rope. Pull the let's throw some more ropes into that boat and bring it back into the dock. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a terrible mm-hmm. terrible thing that I'm like you know. But but we strong if, rope talk to me, <laughs> talk to me on my level. I'm a 31 year old man and I can't relate to it. Yeah, I I'm mean, a 31 year old. Yeah. White dude, who can't relate to a hockey broadcast. I can't, and I haven't been able to for years. It's time. It's time. Do either of you, uh-huh.
3: I'll ask you guys as the one Rogers employee, and you guys are bell scum. <laughs> um, do you guys watch Hockey Night in Canada with the sound on?
0: Uh, I do. Yeah, I do. Why'd
3: you answer like that?
0: Because I I don't watch the commercials. But I watched the, what? The
3: That's the broad- backbone of
0: broadcasting, Jesse.
2: <laughs> I watched the broadcast with the sound on. Yes. Okay, yeah. Adam. Uh, I do, I do, but I'm not. Yeah. Pre- I'm not always paying attention. Right. Okay. I'm usually on the second screen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, but I'm tweeting yeah. if I can tweet. Which well, the, which other, thing panel? Do, the other thing I do. The uh, other thing I do. Like I do tell everybody to be quiet for head- headlines. Headlines is the thing. Yeah. I love headlines. Move that. If you think that it's hilarious that there's these betting favorites, like CP24 was running today. That's our local 24-hour news channel, by the way, for anybody not from Toronto. Uh, we're we're running, like, who are the odds-on favorite to replace Don Cherry? Nobody. Is the, the, the
0: segment is done. Segment's done. Hey, it's never coming back. No. It's over.
2: Hey, oh, Brian Burke's going to... No. No. no
3: what? And you know what?
2: It's nothing. I think Brian, on, he's not even a coach. Exactly. I don't think... Um, the segment's done. They're not going to do that anymore. That no. segment was built for Don Cherry because only Don Cherry could do that segment. It's it's over and so so that is over so now they have to reimagine things and I'm excited for that because usually when there's pressure And there's a big vacuum like that. It means good change can happen
0: And there's a lot of smart people over there and I imagine that They can look at this as an opportunity to create something new
2: yeah, and I don't know I'm just
3: gonna sound like a company man, but like I walk in that building. Oh you are Steve. I know
0: (laughs) That is is the noise go What the Rogers? There
3: you go. I thought you were doing the Adams family. No, yeah. I walk in that building. So I walked in Sportsnet today, pre-protest.
2: By the way, thirty people showed up to that.
3: Yeah, with with a sign that said Jeffrey
2: Epstein didn't kill us. Yeah, stupid. Anyway, let's not get sidetracked by
3: that. Um. Anyway, uh, so I walk into the Sportsnet building. I walked into CBC yesterday, and I. I'm a Rogers employee but like I'm not stupid. I know how horrible <laughs> everything looks. Right. I know it's been a tough 6 years. <laughs> uh, but you also know the good people that are the, working there that are
2: trying yeah, hard working people. And I
3: and yeah. yeah, especially behind the scenes and people whose faces you'll probably never see. Mm-hmm. And I just go, "Okay, there's something here. Like there's hope, right?" And you all you ever hear about is are the layoffs. Um, you know, we can't all be the Athletic and start with zero, and and just be hiring all the time. And and it's just be people. hiring because you're starting at zero. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: yeah, they don't have layoffs because they don't have anyone. Let
3: they just out. hired all these people in England. Well, yeah, <laughs> the previous number was zero. <laughs> like, we can't all be that.
2: Yeah. Um, also, the realities of of, of broadcast have changed. I don't think people realize that there's like no money in television anymore. Yeah, I don't think people get it. Not yet, anyway. You're going to start to see it, especially the Americans. Like, the Americans have not seen it yet. Mm-hmm. It's starting, and it's coming.
3: Like, you hear the way they uh, they keep the statistics for TV and radio and keep track of who's watching. It's it's archaic. Those no, are it's phony com- numbers. It's Red Dead Redemption, yeah. like it's Arthur scribbling in his journal.
0: Hey, You're this like one it's... person in Nebraska represents 10,000 people in and around Nebraska.
2: Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> Our YouTube channel has has more accurate statistics than a oh, yeah. broadcast organization that we are rated by in radio That's 50 years old. Sounds the up.
0: average person who sends out an Instagram photo and the like count? The like count is more accurate than a view on a television screen. Is there? There, that's one to one. That's a person interacted up. Then the, you get the count of the stat. With a TV watch, a watch isn't a watch. A watch represents all of these different algorithms. So it's not accurate at all. It's it's at so a base level.
3: It's made up. So, but anyway, I see all these good people. They do good work. Um, a lot of them are getting yelled at. Some in person, apparently. And you got to hire extra security and all that fun stuff. Super cool. Um, there's hope here. Of course. Yeah, um, yeah. things are changing. Uh, I just sound- I'm- The reason I sound so somber is I just feel so bad for everyone I work with. And I know a few people in particular had probably the worst week of their professional lives. And had nothing to do with it!
2: Yeah, they mm-hmm. mm-hmm. could I mean? like not control it. Like,
3: not decision-makers
2: at all. Just- just reacting, dealing with the- the reaction. Yes. So- And I we'll continue to the entire season, by the way. Yeah, oh my god. I want to say a few
3: things. Well, let's say they do do what, I mean, I'm not in charge at Sportsnet. Uh, Bart Yabsley mentioned me in an email. I've I've actually never met him, though. Uh, so I'm really a guppy in this pond here. Um, I would probably, I, I think what most people assume, at least for week one, is you move... Headlines up, yep. to the coach's corner slot.
2: And then you do a feel-good story Elliot, in second intermission. You move Rudy's
3: El- take up. I don't know.
2: You extend Rudy's
3: take. I don't know. <laughs> extend it. But,
2: Rudy's take. like, Redux. Elliot,
3: Elliot's going to get <laughs> trashed. CJ is going to get trashed. Amber is going to get trashed. I mean, they're all gonna get trashed, but whoever shows up first intermission is gonna get completely clobbered. And they won't deserve it at all. Like just like kind yeah, people. But, but again, trying to do a good job. Sometimes so you, you got to know, like, like, like
2: are those people that are clobbering me? Are they worth even worrying about? Right. No,
3: but there's thousands of them.
2: Yeah, well, yeah You true. know what I mean. True. Like nah, sometimes,
3: nah, nah, nah. Uh, you know, hey, well, they're stupid. Yeah, well, there's a shit ton. So uh, there is that. Another thing. So maybe trying to, e- even looking past a lot of the. The, well, the, I mean the issue at the center of everything which was Don saying you people some people have been asking me hey Why don't you have uh, Don on the podcast? Uh, and I'll say something that I've I don't think I've publicly said on the show Don will never be on this show uh, Even if he asked to be I don't think he would be but holy shit. He's been on every other show. Sure. Um I have had the opportunity To interview Don Cherry and, uh, sorry, and a little side note, Dave Bedini wrote a really insightful piece on Don Cherry and the why did we take all these things that he said for so long and even go, hey, shut up, Grapes is talking. I didn't know that. I I should read that. It's really insightful and pretty direct. Don Cherry is a person that I met within the past year, shook hands with in the past year. Uh, taken a picture with in the past year, and interviewed in the past year.
0: And you used to have him as a regular guest on your Saturday radio program, did you not?
3: Well, I was just a fill-in, okay. right? Well, and, and and here's the reality with that show. So Don would do Coach's Corner. I was filling in with Rob Pizzo doing Hockey Central Saturdays, um, which was a show on, I want to say it was on Satellite Radio and also on Sportsnet, but it would change during game hours and all that. Whatever, it doesn't matter. After Coach's Corner, Don would just show up and in, like,
0: in the studio with you?
3: Yes. like because wow. Well, because it's not really a studio. It's an office. But mm-hmm. it's like relatively soundproof. So you can just walk in. It's just open air. Mm-hmm. Um, and he walked in, and I think I told this story. Uh, he just walked in with a tin of cookies. And he just starts handing out tins of cookies. <laughs> uh, you know? Uh, he was super nice to me. Uh, I think there's a difference between... It's, it's been an interesting exercise in what is um, what what is a good person who does bad things, and what is a bad person who does good things. I think that's been an interesting little debate, because um, people go, well, he's done this, he's done that, he's done that, and I'm like, well, I can't argue that those are all good things, but what is that? A, a bad thing coupon? All right, <laughs> Is that... Is that what that's supposed to buy? Yeah. But anyway, I've interviewed Don Cherry. And in terms of him coming on this show, so we get to see him with highlights and Viz covering it uh, for seven minutes mm-hmm. next to the most gifted host in the country behind Adam Wilde. That's a lie.
2: Uh, Ron McLean. So... <laughs> Ron McLean is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh-huh.
3: Getting to interview Don Cherry for 15 minutes with a co-host made me realize how good Ron McLean is at his job. And... Listen, man. Don and long-term, uh, uh, long-form conversations... don't get along.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I think there was a time where they would have got along swimmingly. And he could have yelled and screamed at you for as much time. He was always begging for more time. And the last thing Don needs right now is more time in front of a microphone. Uh, I don't think it's fair to him. Even, I think it's something he wants to do. It's like a first liner. It's it's like it. You know, at some point, every at you know at some point the NHL said, you know what, Yager, you can't play here anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you got to go somewhere else. Same to a Jerome McGinley. Yeah.
3: Shut up, Jesse! No, but it doesn't take away any of the things that Yager <laughs> accomplished, or Aginla accomplished, or, indeed, no. Don Cherry. No. Yeah. But, like, I was I was listening back to it, because, I mean, you interviewed Don Cherry, you're sort of glowing in the moment, and you want to go back and listen to your interview with Don Cherry, and I was just like, this is uncomfortable. What was uncomfortable? I was just like, well, I was, I'm, I'm like, like, I don't think I'm a gifted interviewer, I'm like, what, did I do a bad job?
2: No, I was. Is the conversation was the conversation stilted? Was it like what was it?
3: It just didn't go anywhere. There wasn't a theme, Um, and I'm not saying it's because he's old, but he is old, and had a lot of difficulty. He swore, and like he didn't mean to. He didn't realize he was swearing. Yeah. Um. You know, told a lot of just ancient stories. No one cares about. No one cares about. Listen,
2: I, I to that point. There will be a time for everybody in every career and every show in their when lifetime. When you're done, when you're when you right. done, we're done here. Yeah, yeah. That will come for this show will end. The show I'm on with Virgin Mornings will end. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything. And 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 the the key is when you're in the moment, have as much fun with it as you can, be as kind to people as you can, because one day it's all over and you can't redo it. Mm-hmm. Sure.
3: And 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 I've said this on the show before.
2: Never heard a coworker complain about him. No. So here's what here's what I would say to that for for those throwing a parade that this is the way his career ended um i i can't get in line with that i understand there was a lot of people waiting a long time for him to be like okay it's time to pack it in and you know what we, you know the, the you know what the change moment for me was yeah. it was 2013 i was watching hockey night in canada in my mom's basement where i was living at the time and he and this is a pretty famous one uh, where he went on and said that he didn't believe women should be in the dressing room around naked guys and that women needed to be on uh, pedestals yeah, or whatever. Yeah, That's, that's that been is, making the rounds for that is, couple days. Yeah, of course. Now, at the time, I even tweeted, like, what the hell, Don? You cannot say that. Are you, are you in your mind? That's his generation. And Ron went back at him. Ron did go back at him. Because mm-hmm. he um, had time to and heard what he said. The, so I understand why people have been waiting for a long time for Don to go. I get it. For anybody to go this way is sad. It's sad. You know and, what? And, and I-, I, oh, I sure. Hold on, let me finish this. Sure, sure, sure. I think it's sad because, not because we couldn't see it coming, not because it wasn't deserved, not because he hadn't deserved it several times before. This wasn't even the worst thing he's ever said.
3: Oh my god, it's not even on the Mount Rushmore.
2: What's sad is that a guy who had the platform he had, for as long as he had it, did not grow. And I don't want I don't love the idea for me personally as a broadcaster on a small as far as far as smaller scale I don't love the idea of that happening to me I don't love the idea of going out that way I hope that when I'm able to go out or when that when whenever whatever company I'm working for at the time depending upon what corporate buyout happens when uh I, I do I do genuinely love working for the company I'm working for right now it's been a blast we've had a great year um that said, one of these days they're going to look at me and say, you know what, you're just not a fit anymore. Yeah, that's it. But I, that's but I it, hope Adam. they say that to me before I force it on them. And, right. and that's that's how like right. pe- people are like, yes, he's gone. And I get why. But I still think it's sad that it happened at all. Don't. And I wish it had happened at all. Sad is the correct
0: word for this entire situation. It's just when you look at every single aspect of you look at his T V appearances, you look at what he said, you just look at and then the outrage, it's all just sad. Like and you the, never it hasn't want
3: been an awesome couple days. No, you <laughs> never want people to be
0: reacting this way and to be passionate because of this and for somebody who has a legacy like that for it to end that way. It's all just sad.
3: Um I will say this, like with you know, people throwing a parade and everything, Don did get exactly what he wanted though. Because these, he, there were multiple interviews, and they all came out. The, mm-hmm. the one quote I saw is he wanted to go out on a shield. Don Cherry was never going to quit. No. Like in the in the in the power rankings of how he was going to go out, I think number one was fired, and I think number two was death, and number three was quit. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. was never going to. Mm-hmm. He was never going to, he wanted to go out in his shield, he got exactly what he wanted. And now he's he's doing this media tour, uh, obviously not to apologize. It almost, it's like he thinks that it's gonna continue. So what's next?
2: Well, now I, he's getting exactly what he wanted. I think the realization for him will hit home this weekend. Mm-hmm. Because what we've already seen in the interviews is, he's gone from, I'd never apologize and I don't regret anything, to telling City News and 680 News last night, that he would have apologized this Saturday for his choice of words three interviews came out right
0: away it was city news the global and the CTV and in each one his response was different to the exact same questions the questions of what he said and what he meant and then whether or not he would apologize and then he would awkwardly turn whether whether or not he wanted to take a shot at Ron also in the interview and it's just it was Three completely different p- mindsets going at three interviews that appeared to be what, like,
2: hours apart. So, is this even fair? Right. Like is it is e- is this? And I, I hate to be the one to ask the question, but is is this a guy that can keep those thoughts straight? This is where I take a step back. Me too. Unfortunately, yeah. me too. We there's know. no there's no further we can take it. Yeah. Yeah. But beyond all that. I don't like throwing I don't love t- tap dancing on someone's grave. I don't I don't like that. It doesn't no. make me feel good. You handle it the way you want to handle it. Um I just think at the end of the day, you've got a you've got an opportunity and I like to look forward to this. You got an opportunity with hockey night in Canada. To really reimagine what this is and really go after it. Get young, get exciting. Imagine a hockey night in Canada that you're excited to watch for more than just the hockey. This will be the
3: highest rated one in many years,
2: <laughs> long yeah. time. Man. I'm pumped. Don't I'm you just want to see what, what happens? You want to see if it's good? You want to see if it well, sucks? Now they're not tied to a legacy anymore. Yeah. Now it's like, well, we're adrift. What do we do? That's kind of cool. And I think that, that I think we're gonna see some cool change there and that that's the part that I am excited about I yeah. genuinely am. I think that there are so many smart people in that building. Man, how could they not? They're yeah. gonna figure it out. And you know what Ron did the day after all that? He worked all day.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he went to yeah. well and he worked all day and talked to he literally thousands so wrong. of people. Yeah, 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 yeah Um, On the patience and,
2: and kindness thing, I'm gonna call by myself the, out. By the way, can I just ask? Sure. Was mm-hmm. that unfair? I don't think so. Was that unfair? The patience and kindness thing?
0: No, not at all. Is that
2: unfair to ask people? Because I'm not a person who's been through some of those things, and I don't live that every day.
3: There's, there's, like, there was a a good debate recently with, like, the Ellen DeGeneres-George Bush thing, and she was like, you know what? It's okay to have people who, you know, have differences and all that, and, and people... A lot of people were like, you know what, that is a good message, that's right. And a lot of other people were like, well, wait a sec, you should dig in and believe in something. Yeah? Like, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, maybe that's that's a great conversation to have, maybe it's a horrible example.
2: <laughs> yeah, you and, know? And, and actually, right. I initially thought the same thing, and then I took my tweet down, because people were like, um maybe look into the, and, you're, and you're, they were absolutely right. There was a little bit more to that. We should be kinder to people, yep, George Bush, hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't know about that. There's some, there's some questionable decisions as yeah. president there. We don't need to get into it. Yeah, sure. I, I always
0: think of um, a Samuel L. Jackson quote from the Boondock Saints. Do you oh, remember man. when he played Jin Rummy? He played a white guy who was like uh, one of those white guy rappers, but it was Samuel L. Jackson who voiced it. He's oh been in so many and movies. <laughs> I'm not sure. He said, there are known knowns, thing you, things you know you know, and there are known unknowns, things you don't know, but you know you don't know them. And then there are unknown unknowns, things you don't know you don't know. And I think in this entire situation, you have to look at there are things here you don't realize that you're missing and you just don't know you don't know them, whether it be you don't know you're saying something racist, whether it be you don't know you should be acting with kindness when you don't know you should be reacting against somebody who's prejudiced right now like they're just you just need to take some patience sometimes and Watch these things unfold and realize that sometimes you don't know what you don't know hmm if
2: that take makes back, any see, sense. you don't need to you don't need to come in jump in on every argument, right,
3: right? I'm, I'm definitely gonna listen back to this part
2: was
0: Really good, but yeah That's just it's just there. There's some patience needs to be exercised here But there mm-hmm. also needs to be action-taking
3: Absolutely. Bingo. And like, well, and there was. Bingo. Um, So, me calling myself out, so one person was like, uh, well, I got a bunch of people just straight up said "fuck you," which, whatever, that's fine. Yeah, it's, oh. I mean,
2: that's just the day that ends that, up why ne- when ne- you work online. Honestly, yeah, like we could do any show just, on anything, yeah. and a bunch of people will say. There were just a couple more. <laughs> yeah. I mean Oh no!
3: What a weird what a weird day I'm having. Right. Um, no, but one person did say something to me. I don't even remember what it was. And looking back, I don't think it was particularly inflammatory. But I I quote tweeted this person, and straight up said, hit the fucking bricks. Now, I don't regret what I was standing up for in my statement. You regret how? I regret how. That's a little, that's a little, uh, I don't know pulling out a bazooka for your rat problem or, or something like it, sorry I'm not, I'm not calling that person a rat either I just, no, my no, brain's not working at no. the moment yeah.
2: but uh that's like that's like buying a new car because you need to replace a tire
3: yeah. yeah and like there could have been a conversation i i could have had there um it which it's when you're getting so much, it's really hard to be like, for I'm sure. gonna patiently sit down that's, with all this, and you did. Right.
2: I do want to acknowledge that this, it's something I don't have to live every day, so it's far be it for me to tell you what to do, but it's just a suggestion. And then you go, I'm gonna
3: make this better by doing a video on it, and it doesn't make it better, and then you go, I'm gonna have this tweet thread, and then that that all of a sudden sprouts shit branches <laughs> that you then have to prune, <laughs> and then or you don't have to prune them, because you didn't need to plant the shit tree in, uh, to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um... But, like, I, I don't know. that I handled that pretty poorly. And yeah, I don't... I see... I did what I so often see and criticize in my head, which is when people who I believe to be in the right uh, go at people a certain way, and I'm like, what's the goal here? Like, mm-hmm. is the goal to be right and that's it? Or is the goal to change hearts and minds? And I don't think I changed any hearts or minds by saying hit the fucking bricks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? He probably was like, you know, he's right. I'm gonna change my ways. Yeah. Yeah, no. Can we just
3: all
0: and also stop going to Twitter for a place of nuance and conversation? Yeah, you're not gonna get it. Not even even nuance, like that would be, whoa, we got nuance on Twitter. Just having a simple conversation doesn't exist on Twitter and people need to stop
3: looking towards Twitter for
2: that. 280 characters is not enough for nuance on any thumbnail. Even with a thread. Yes. And also
3: I'm not reading your 50 tweet thread. No. Shout out to Jeff Blair for being like, oh yeah, I'm on the radio. I'll just talk about it. <laughs> exactly. I'll just talk about it yeah. for six and a half minutes.
0: You don't need to get out your feelings every time on Twitter. No. It's because no. it's never going to come across as you want it to because you, you're you not speaking. Like It's limiting your vocabulary that you can use, and it's going out to just this limited amount of people, and you shouldn't be voicing things that are so delicate. You yes. shouldn't be voicing this grandiose opinion just out there in
3: the world and expect a reaction that's not going to come back to you the same way it's being put out. On the patient's angle, there was a moment where I had to actually take a uh, step back and go, Wait a sec, who am I arguing with? Because there were, there were, Grapes misspoke, and it's ridiculous that you fired him over misspeaking, and Grapes was right. <laughs> you people agree with each other. Oh yeah, I pulled you people. You guys agree with each other, but you also very don't.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's Those like, are two completely different things.
3: It's like those two groups decided they were allies. So, okay, let's go at it together, but you're saying extraordinarily different things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One is, Grapes misspoke and shouldn't have said that, and he regrets saying it, and he would have said it differently. Which, Don said... Ish. Ish. Later. Sometimes. Um, Yeah, sometimes. And then there's just out-and-out, he was right, and immigrants this and immigrants that. And I'm... At that moment, I'm like, you know, I don't think I'm going to get a lot accomplished here. Mm-hmm. But also saying nothing sucks. Yeah.
0: yeah. And also, there, there a lot comes from standing up for, marg- standing up for marginalized communities, yeah. especially people in power who stand up for those communities. So it always helps to say things.
3: Yeah. Oh, and one but, thing I said yeah. last episode that a couple of people misinterpreted, and listening back, I understand why, so let me clarify. When I said uh when I was referring to the people Don was referring to, I said, those people aren't watching Don. Now I had a couple of people who are immigrants go, uh, I'm watching. And what I hmm. what I what I said in clarification was, Well, I'm shocked that you are because we've provided such an unwelcoming atmosphere for you.
2: Right. So and yet you're, they're here anyway.
3: Huh. Yes, you're here anyway. So you're you're here like out of the kindness of your heart, optimism oh, for Because they love the game. Yeah, like I I just love the simplicity of the story of uh like Nazim Kadri's dad. Like I I just uh, where he came here and he I mean this is simplifying it even more so, but it sounds like he came here and was like, "All right, Canada. What's cool to do here? Hockey? I'm into hockey. Who's who's won the most championships, okay? I guess I'll cheer for them and my son is going to play hockey."
2: Like, right, and I then, love and that then listening to Tom Cochran Big Leagues on the way to the hospital, yeah. which is it's a song about hockey.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. and, you know, I feel like there's there used to be a ton of that story, and there isn't as much, mm-hmm. because it's like years and years ago we decided we got this club. Yeah. And some people can come in
2: the club mm-hmm. and whatever, but like it's really difficult for them to get in. Right, you so you know what the, I mean? Yeah, we're getting off. A, we're you're getting not, off... <laughs> not allowed, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, and, and 100% Man. and we talked about that last episode I don't want to get too, yeah, sure. too <laughs> far, far down that road because we've done that. We've said that. I think the reality is it's It's a tough time right now for everyone. I want you to I also want you to keep something in mind like Less than 1% of the population has Twitter if you're on it <laughs> It is not a representation of of how the world is, Mm-mm. and in fact, of the people that actually have Twitter, it's like less than six percent tweet regularly. And people people went after me when I said this the first time, but it's actually true. There are like six percent are power users, and like seventy percent are like I just look at it. Mm-hmm. Even Mike Babcock's got a Twitter account, mm. but he looks; he doesn't tweet. And so it's one percent, and then of that one percent, six percent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like social media <laughs> freaks like us, yeah. and so it doesn't, that doesn't diminish the fact that it has an enormous influence. It's got oh, But yeah. I would I would got- tell you that Twitter's influence is outsized. Twitter's influence um, is inaccurate, to me to how the population feels on one side or the other. I think a lot mm-hmm. more people are far more moderate than what you'll find there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also think a lot more people are more well thought out. But if you've ever argued with your partner on, or on text message, you know oh. that shit gets lost in the wash. And I think that's why mm-hmm. people go blow up on Twitter because Even it's in, like this: you don't argue with your partner over text, don't, take, don't argue right. with people on the internet. Do not Even if you fine. go to
0: uh, one of these Facebook posts and you see, oh, there's 2,000 comments on this and 2,000 of those are negative. There's thirty five there's forty million people in this country.
3: Two thousand people it's doesn't nothing. represent the country. Nothing. And and th- that can't... amount of people felt strong enough to leave a comment. You're only right. getting the most passionate Exactly. which will
2: be by their nature polarizing
3: yeah there's no one's gonna go well you know
2: i understand this but also Mm -hmm. this so i don't know what (laughs) to think hey i've written a book (laughs) let me put it in a facebook post yeah right like i've written a book on this subject and most subjects we're talking about you could write many books on oh my god so uh, listen the long the long of the story short is this it's time for hockey night in canada to move on i can guarantee you that in five years this show is going to be better i think in two years it'll be better oh yeah they're going to reimagine it I believe that they're going to go forward with some new and different and fun voices. I think they need to make that show fun. It's not a lot of fun. It's a lot of, well, you know, bah. It's a lot of, here's some information. It's a lot of, well, here's an old story from the 70s. And I'm not trying to bash what Hockey Night in Canada is because I used to work at Rogers. Uh, In fact, I loved my time at Rogers. I had a wonderful time there. They were amazing to me. I really, truly, they were great. They let you on sports radio. A hundred percent. And said, can you babysit Steve? And you said yes. I know the the managers there. Uh, I know the on-air talent there. They're all great, and I and I know that the producers and I'm Jesse and Steve. You guys have worked closer with them. They're great people. This mm-hmm. is not a.
0: Um, I thoroughly enjoyed my time at Rogers.
2: I, I did. Too. And people from diverse backgrounds.
3: Yeah, like uh, people don't realize because again they're producers. You'll never see their face, but like uh, I I
2: feel like the perception is, is that the on air matches the off air,
3: right? And listen, I can't blame people for thinking that all of every aspect of hockey is just an army of white dudes and. I can't blame you. I, mean, the I NHL really can't teams, blame you. The
2: NHL teams sort of reflect that.
3: Yeah, I cannot <laughs> blame you, but understand it is different behind the scenes. Yeah,
2: and I, I, so here's the thing. Hockey Night in Canada, my hope and my challenge, not that they're listening to me, is that you guys make this broadcast fun again. You guys make this fun. The NHL should be fun. Hockey should be fun. And we had people on there that were not making it fun. And it was not going in a fun direction for years. Let's go. Let's get back to what Hockey Night in Canada was supposed to be. It was always inclusive. It was supposed to be, anyway. supposed to be family-oriented. That's what the inclusivity part is. Um, it was supposed to be cutting-edge in broadcast terms, cutting-edge in stats, cutting-edge... Like I, I saw that guy from the Boston Globe, Kevin DuPont or whatever, oh, yeah. uh, saying, I hope they don't replace Don Cherry with his fancy stats guy. Dude! Come on, let's let's do that. Well, I and it doesn't even, have to be that way. It doesn't have to be like well We're gonna talk Corsi. I feel like he's it's snarky like, too. I don't even know if he was serious Who cares yeah. the point I'm trying to make is like let's hockey night Canada was supposed to be the bible of hockey every Saturday night Let's make it that again. Let's get jacked for this shit. This is exciting We had an opportunity here that the last the last um, Chapter is over. It was extremely successful for a very long time. Mm -hmm. There are some legendary, towering figures in that chapter. New chapter. Fair.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And that doesn't mean I want to be a part of it. I saw a few
2: articles that mentioned me. Really? And I'm like, dude. Why? Well, why wouldn't you want to be a part of it? You should want to be a part of it. You'd be great. I. uh, I don't think you'd be coach's corner.
3: I. uh, My strategy of not asking for stuff um has gone well. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone goes, "Hey, you ready for this?" I'll go, "I don't know, probably not," but I suppose so. Um, but uh right now, uh, you know, Adam Enemy at the Gates. Mhm. I'm sure one of your favorite films. Uh It is a brilliant film. Something you often talk about. One Russian runs in with his gun, the
2: other runs in gets with the boys. shot.
3: <laughs> Another Russian comes in and they grabs
2: the gun. Two wars in a row they did and,
3: that. I mean, I guess I'd rather be the second one than the first, Mm -hmm. but I did just watch the first one get it. (laughs) You know, it's, uh... I'm interested to see what they decide, and who's part of it. Like, I work there, but I'm also a viewer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited as all of you.
2: I'm just as interested. Beautiful. Well, I think we can wrap it up there, huh? Is that cool? Yeah. Do we have anything else we need to do? Say? Um, doing? We're
0: at an interesting point in society. I'll say that. Yeah sure are a lot of change
2: It's exhausting isn't it? It's it's good though. It's good, but yeah. it's exhausting. I think we can all admit it's exhausting both sides can admit it's exhausting, right? Whatever side of the coin you fall on on this or any other debate. I, it's it, tired It is like you're like are you not socially a little spent cuz I am
0: yeah. I oh, Sure, but exhausting is putting I think a bad connotation. Oh, on sorry
3: it. It's growing pains confusing. are confusing it's, sure. It's confusing. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, and I think sure. a lot of it relates back to what I was talking about where I had to actually back up and go, wait, who am I arguing with? Like, it, it, it's, I always love, I don't know, I'm I'm weird in this way where I, I like reading the arguments. And it's always funny when you see the argument where halfway through they go, wait a sec, I agree with that. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: it's, uh... What do you mean, Jesse? What, do yeah. you want to extrapolate on that? Um, on which point? Well, you just kind of brought up the fact like it's 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 an interesting time. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: the the change that was happen- happening is it's very good. It is good. Because it seems to be swinging extremely in uh, a positive direction of inclusivity. And I hope the people fighting for it don't stop. Because the only way yes. that the change happens is if people are fighting for the change.
3: Yeah. Agreed. Hearts and minds, though. Absolutely. Hearts and minds. So Absolutely. you got to fight for it? Sometimes people won't be reasonable, and it is time to hit, tell them to hit the fucking bricks. <laughs> I don't think I, uh, I aim that shot quite truly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, yes. Yes. Patience doesn't mean give up or back down.
2: And with that, we're gonna leave you. Thank you for listening. And if you've listened this far, we really appreciate it. And we really appreciate you, no matter what background you're from. No matter what is going on in your world, we appreciate having you here. And it's exciting times ahead. Unless you're Tucker Carlson. Yeah. If you're listening
0: and you're Tucker Carlson. You can take your bow tie and fuck off, Tucker
2: Carlson. (laughs) I was about to say the exact same thing. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys
1: on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection.